Friday. It is Friday. That was we a fast Friday. Week. This was a fast week. It felt like a holiday week. Like yeah. I felt like there's a day missing somewhere. Oh my I goodness. What a day. What a day it's been. I was like, uh, what are you talking about? Oh. <laughs> yeah, about the guys. <laughs> Awkward. Okay, we're, we're obviously going to kick off the show talking tech about the EVGA shutting down its GPU division uh, of the company. And uh, and then we'll get into some lighthearted stuff to maybe kind of... Because I'm sure that you guys have... Look, our video has already got over 300,000 views. It only shows 40 or 52 or something on there because the counters... When a video goes viral, it the counter goes through an audit. And so YouTube yeah, takes yeah. time to verify those views are not botted. Because when it goes super fast, YouTube's like, whoa... Let's verify these, make sure it's a real view. So I guarantee if mine's over 300,000, Steve's a little bit ahead of mine right now. This is, Steve did a huge deep dive in there. Um, I kept mine, as you would expect, more regular Joe kind of an approach to what's happening there. Like what, how, how it affects you guys. As yeah, and yeah. Steve did a very, uh, obviously we had the same notes and stuff, but uh, I, I, we talked a little bit and I was like, I know you're going to go deep dive. I'm going to go more average consumer on this and... There's some great information, obviously, in his video and more details if you guys want. Um, <clears throat> to be honest, he talked more about the revenue split and stuff, mm-hmm. things that I wasn't um, necessarily sure I wanted to say, because I know I don't know how much of that is supposed to be known by the public. Right. Like the fact that 78% of their market, uh, their revenue yeah. was GPU sales, you know, and then obviously they've got the peripherals, keyboard, mice, um, capture mm-hmm. cards, very small power supplies is their second biggest motherboards is their smallest. Uh, division. I thought it would be higher than that. Yeah. So we'll talk about all that. Um, before we get started, don't forget dad bods and peace of mod shirts. Um, I should ask them to send us ours, huh? Yeah. Please. <laughs> before like, oh, sorry guys. Our Maybe they're like, gone. well, two thirds of your team aren't dads, so they don't get it. <laughs> um, I don't want to have to become a dad to get it. Yeah. To get the shirt. <laughs> you got to show your dad card to get one. No, yeah, you, no, you can keep, you can keep yeah, the shirt. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> you know what? I am glad neither of you have kids, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> so I know I. you. Me too. <laughs> I'll be see, the first see, to tell you, you Both that. of you are glad for selfish reasons. I'm glad for the greater good. No, I'm glad. No. It's because, I'm glad because I think that I'm not nowhere near mature enough and ready for that. Yeah. <laughs> to be responsible for a human life. Yeah. Dude, I can't even keep a plant alive, man. And, and never get a puppy, because I feel like puppies are harder than babies. Yeah, I personally. feel like that, <laughs> so, too late. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, and you, your you, dog you, does seem to take after you in many ways. Even it's even even your dog's resting face looks the same. Like that. That one. <laughs> Baxter looks just like that. That face right there. That one. But, but he's more my sister's Every photo, dog. every photo of your dog, he's just like <laughs> <laughs> Everyone says my husky looks like me just because she has gray gray fur. Well yeah, and, and your husky does the this face too. The... Yeah, she does this one a lot. She does this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too, yeah. <laughs> Which is basically like, you guys don't get to see it, but it's basically every time Jay tries to do an ad read. <laughs> yeah. There'd be, a, video there'd be a pretty good complica- complication, a pretty good complica- compilation of just all my bad ad reads. I know. You know, you know, a bad lip sync, the video, bad lip sync. We need Jay's bad ad reads. It which was just <laughs> like 80% of it would just be. Censors. I almost said bad rad reads. <laughs> no, that's water cooling. Rad video. bad reads. Rad bad reads. Rad bad reads. What did I say the other day? Um, Gus. Something? Oh, Gus. Wait, Gus. Wait, Gus Gasling. Gus Gasling. I want to say gas guzzler because we were talking about um, like gas guzzler tax and stuff yeah. internally, and I accidentally said Gus Gasling. So now that it's officially a 
Gus Gazzler. I can't even. I don't even remember what it is. Yeah, Gus Gazzler. Gas Guzzler. No, I know, but like I was trying to say it wrong, mm, and then I hard. almost said it right. Which it's like my my nick my nickname within the racing community with Nissan is Nuke Gizmo. <laughs> because I went to say Juke Nismo on the walkie-talkie when we were caravanning, and I said, "Guys, check out the Nuke Gizmo to my right." And since then, they've like dubbed me Nuke Gizmo and all of the like stuff where you put a name. So. And a Nuke Gizmo would be a Gus Gasler. So <laughs> Nuke Gizmo is how you inseminate a whole city <laughs> at one time. <laughs> About that not being ready for kids thing, huh? <laughs> that's not a that's not a weapon of mass destruction. That's a weapon of mass horror. <laughs> <laughs> the explosion of Jace. Never mind. Yeah. Okay, let's move forward. <laughs> is it a is it a is it a Merv like the one that you have multiple warheads that can re-enter? Oh yeah, the one that's boom, <laughs> boom, and it just like starts. It's like a it's like a bouncing Betty, but like all over the city. Yeah, well, no, like but then they individually. Uh, tar- what you can is individ- a cluster bomb? <laughs> what are we talking about? Okay, EVJ. <laughs> it's a good thing I don't have chat up at the moment. <laughs> uh, let's look at chat for a second here. Oh goodness. <laughs> Okay. Uh, the Welcome e- to Friday, guys. The EVG8 news. My, might I just add how incredibly awkward it was when we realized why we were there? Oh, right. Because you guys were just like, oh, you guys were like excited, right? Okay. So we've, we, in, it, I was so relieved because Steve was there, John Petty Research was there, and I was there. Yeah. Um, Steve almost didn't come because he had to fly from North Carolina. Yeah. And he is- had to decide was it worth his time with no information? Because here's the problem. Brands on will, ha- will be like, hey, we got this thing coming with so it's gonna be huge. And they're like, okay, well, what is it? It's a mouse. And you're like, bitch, no. <laughs> yeah, so it's <laughs> so I'm, ser- I'm serious. Like, I could use the I could use the bleep button, but I don't want to. No, okay, I'm, I'm no, allowed a few say, of them, but FAA rules or FCC rules. Anyway. PG thirteen, yeah. You could say uh, you can say the B word. You're allowed one B word, but then we have to well, No, I think you're allowed one F word. But uh, anyway. You're allowed one F word, but yeah. you can say B word, but like But anyway, but Steve had to decide was it worth this time. So the selfish part of me was like, dang it, Steve, why'd you have to show up? <laughs> but I'm super appreciative of, of, of Steve's expose videos because they're again they're very neutral, very deep dive. Just right, he approached right. it very similarly to how he did the whole artesian builds thing mm-hmm. but i'm glad that he was there because it's another perspective from another angle and another set of ears listening because i told steve afterwards i said it'll be interesting when all three of our content goes live because our takeaways are probably going to be different yeah about what this means so if you guys are born in a barn right now and you have no idea what we're talking about evga as of today through my outlet steve at gamers nexus and john petty research announced that they will not be participating in the nvidia gpu program any longer they will not be producing 40 series or any GPUs beyond, and they will only be selling 30 series as long as their current purchased inventory lasts, which is expected to be through the end of the year. Um, I don't know if I am allowed to say this or not, but they don't really have anything like 3080 tie and up left. So we're talking like mainstream 3070s, 3060s, that sort of stuff. Aside from the, the allocation. Aside from yeah. the allocation that they're withholding for warranty purposes. Because right. remember, they have like, what, a three-year warranty. They have to have... <laughs> If I just bought an EVGA graphics card yesterday, I'd be like, oh, shoot. Mm-hmm. I, to be honest, would maybe approach this in two different kind of perspectives here. Do I return it and yeah. get something else with someone that will have, be around still? Or do I hang on to it going, it's the last of, a kind, of its kind, you know? And then something happens two years from now and you find out they miscalculated their allocation and they have nothing to replace it with. What are they going to do? Are they going to buy it back? I don't know. So there's a little bit of concern there. Um, but let's talk about the 78%, because I think a lot of people don't understand that figure. Yeah. So I didn't put the number in my video, because again, I didn't, wasn't sure how much of their their revenue split 
I was really allowed to talk about. There was a lot of on the record, off the record, on the record, off the record. And I basically had a rule that said, if I wrote it down, it was on record. If I didn't, I wasn't going to talk about it. So I didn't write down those numbers because I didn't know how public they wanted to be with that. I'm now citing Steve because he put them public. So if they're not allowed to be talked about, then you got to go yell at Steve, not me. <laughs> so 78% of the gross volume of sales from EBGA comes from graphics. So that does not mean 78% of the profit or the overall cash fluidity of the company comes from graphics because graphics was one of their least profitable divisions. Right. It's so, just the amount of stuff, but not the amount of money. Yeah. It's like, would you rather sell, I don't know, let's say 50,000 PSUs that have a 20% or 20 point markup, or would you rather sell a hundred thousand graphics cards that have 20% markup, which would be more profitable? You mean like 2%? Yeah. You said 20 for both of them, like 20 points. Yeah, you said Did 20. I? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Then, then let's GPs, say, right? no, it, it depends on the graphics card. For instance, for the win threes and all that cost more to make than PCXs. Right. So it's like, I'm hearing a weird sound on the mic. ICXs? Uh, you said PCXs. Uh, no, is it ICX? Yeah, ICX is the cooling stuff. Mm, XC, that's what I'm thinking. XC. So the XC models cost more or less to make than the for the win three. Right. That's because... They don't have the extra overclocking headroom. They have the extra power delivery. They don't have the extra fans, the extra cost going into building the cooler and stuff. So they're cheaper to make. The problem is something like the XC doesn't, that's more of a mainstream card that they make to make them more closer to MSRP. But the thing is, MSRP for, for NVIDIA is much more reasonable and doable because you don't have the overhead of having to buy from a supplier. So they're their, they're their own supplier and manufacturer. Yeah. So they can do MSRP and, and actually have a better yield in terms of profit per card than any AIB. Yeah, I was like when you were talking about in the video, NVIDIA doesn't have to pay themselves for their own die right? to implement it into a card. Whereas, right. obviously, AIB people have to buy the die from NVIDIA, then put it into a card, then sell the card, then try to make that money back that they spend on the die. Yeah. Which is the whole business, right, for AIBs. Yeah, and so <clears throat> it's one of those things where it, once, a, once NVIDIA started selling graphics cards directly, it really then is an interesting situation because of the fact that as an AIB, you can't compete with the potential costing. Now, fortunately, even though the Founders Edition cards have always looked nice, they're not in the top tier performers in terms of cooling. Right. They're still not, even 30 series. And so there was always a better benefit to go with AIBs because better cooling. The problem here is the way NVIDIA is sort of been handling these relationships with the AIBs. Looking at what they're saying on Reddit, the memes that have been posted... It's obvious, and we knew this because we talked about the possible outcomes of, like, how would the public perceive this? Mm -hmm. Everyone, of course, is going to jump on NVIDIA because people love to hate on NVIDIA. That's because the leadership at NVIDIA, the upper, the, the upper brass, the ethics and philosophy up there sucks. Okay, they're, 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 they're assholes. There's no, there's no other way to put it. Like, Jen Sun, whoever's working directly under him, they are completely pompous when it comes to the way that they do business. And they have, I mean, the quote, Steve basically put the quote in his video that said, I guess when asked about the AIBs, Jensen basically said, well, what have they ever done for us? You know, they feel like they're making money on doing nothing. Yeah. His quote to paraphrase was, they're making money without putting in any effort. That's so disingenuine to say, because mm -hmm. every AIB is basically building custom PCBs and custom power deliveries and custom coolers that's implementing the main schematic that NVIDIA provides, but they're manufacturing everything from the ground up for their cards. But it's even harder for an AIB because it's like you have to 
you're pushing for performance, but you have to keep it within a window, a bracket where you're still going to make money instead of lose money on it. Yeah, that's a good point. Like it's it's like you're pushing for performance where Nvidia limits you to like, you know, certain little things again. Now you have to push for price, but then Nvidia limits you there again and then it's just like it's like So you're kind of stuck. They're like, "Hey, do business with us, but also all of these things that you have to follow that like are not conducive to You mentioned the, the do business thing. with us. I personally do not think Nvidia gives one flying F right now about EVGA leaving. Yeah. I think that to them that's one less headache for them to have to worry about. Because yeah, like I think in the video, right? because like, I think Nvidia is that full of itself. They're like the Joffrey right now. They're being Joffrey kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. I guess. <laughs> I mean, come on, you've got Jen Sun on their own website talking to himself as a bottle bobblehead. Like he's having a conversation with himself as a joke. <laughs> what? what? Have you not seen that? No, no, I didn't. Go to the Nvidia website. You'll see it. I don't know if it'll show up on the phone. I don't know if it's a different site, but I can right. tell you on the desktop it does. He's sitting there having like a little, and, and the bobblehead is him wearing the leather jacket, and he's like having a conversation with himself. Yeah. That's funny. Oh, yeah, you can keep going. But the conflict for someone <laughs> oh like. Oh my God, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so the conflict. Like, look, it's literally just, dude, there. Oh, no. It changed. <laughs> so the conflict for me personally yeah. is the fact that I they make a great product. They make a great product. I know. It's like such a good like, but why can't the great product be met with great, like, personality and, and ethics in the leadership of the company? So, EVGA is just, they had enough. They had, I mean, like Steve said, EVGA is not, they're not a full victim here in this because right. there was a history of over-purchasing and, and they're, they're part of the same volatile market as anyone else. You know, if you run a car dealership, you have to, the, the dealership orders those cars on consignment from the dealer. The longer they sit there, especially every 30 days they sit there, they make a payment on those cars. So it's their best interest to sell cars as fast as they can. So if you over order and you got 550 cars sitting there on your lot not moving, that's that's your purchasing department's problem, right? That's on you. You can't say, well, Ford isn't making a good enough car for us to sell. I'm not saying that EVGA said that in NVIDIA, but just an, an example. Yeah. <clears throat> Do I think EVGA is going to survive this? Uh, not in the EVGA that we know it now. There's no way. If 78% of your gross volume comes from GPUs, that means you have a GPU marketing division. You have a GPU allocation division, which is, in, which is directly communicating with NVIDIA, RAM suppliers, PCB designers, all that stuff. Did you unplug yourself? No, I'm good. Oh, PCB designers. Um, you got your engineer, like EVGA, all their engineers are back in, tai- in Taipei, Taiwan. Oh, yeah. Dude, I didn't even think of that. All those engine. guys are yeah. guaranteed to be laid off. Yeah. So the, the, the North American team here is the one that then you have in the GP market, you have those that are account management for like Amazon sales, Best Buy sales, Micro Center sales, um, whoever else is your retailers. You have your SI integrators, your system integrators. Okay. All those people have account managers. It's their job to handle the orders and stuff to different SIs. There's no way if 78% of your gross volume is also going to mean probably realistically more than half of your employees are going to be dedicated to graphics in some form or another, whether it be warehousing, distributing, designing, maintaining, right? Repairing, because they have their RMA department. Mm-hmm. Intaking. There's like so much marketing, stuff around it. Yeah. yeah. System integrator management, account managers of all types. There's no way you can reallocate those to other divisions within your company, especially divisions that are nowhere near the size. Mm-hmm. So he, Andrew says, who's the CEO, that he's going to redistribute them throughout the company because it all, it's all in Brea for North America. It's all in Brea. They're in the same building. It's not like they're in different parts of the country. They're all in the same building. 
they're going to put them on other projects and stuff. But that's, that's the thing is like, I think there's this feel good effort to try and say, Hey, we're not going to lay anyone off. That's only temporary. There's no way. Yeah. Cause you can't stay solvent that way. If you're trying to keep all these people on board and you're moving them onto divisions that make up 22% of your entire gross income. So it's scary. And, and when that happens, volume, not income, right? Huh? Volume, not income, right? You said, income. Well, I said gross. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. I said, remember that, that means of all the money coming in, how much of that money did you spend to make that money coming in? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to, that's why we talk about points markup and stuff. Graphics cards have a very small margin of profit. Power supplies for EVGA is, is their most profitable. Um, so yeah, I, I think this is one of those things where I feel like all three of us in this meeting spent a lot of time trying to convince EVGA that this was probably not the best move. I, I basically said to, to Andrew directly, I said, it sounds like you're literally cutting off your own nose to spite NVIDIA's face and NVIDIA doesn't care. So you're not, you're making a statement, but it's how long is that statement going to last and what's it going to do? It's not going to do anything to NVIDIA. I feel like there is a... <laughs> this is probably the beginning of the end. Whether it's one year, five years, I don't know. Ten years. So sad. Yeah, it's disappointing. That's like my... Yeah. I said multiple times in my video, I, I, what sucks is... And, my, and the comments reflect my fears. Is that one of the best RMA programs, one of the best mm-hmm. customer support driven companies is now out of that market. Step up and everything. Yeah. Even though I think step up stopped with the whole inflation, not inflation, but the scalping thing and whatnot. But, mm-hmm. but still it, it's, um, it's a I don't shame. Know. Here's the, here's the, the, the part that was extremely awkward about this though, is we knew before the employees affected did. Yeah. And that's what was super awkward because what I started to say is we went into this meeting with all these like thoughts of, well, why would we think we're here? When I was, when we, when, when the meeting was put on the calendar, I was like, what are they announcing? Cause I was only, we were just told, Hey, it's going to be, it's going to be big news. We didn't know what it was. And there was going to be an embargo. That's all we knew. EVGA AMD. Is that happening? Cause we saw AMD motherboard. Why mm-hmm. wouldn't they go graphics? AMD Intel is AMD buying a company. Is AMD being bought by a company? AMD. I'm sorry. EVGA is EVGA buying a company. Is EVGA being acquired by a company? Is EVGA merging with a company? I, is, is, the, is the CEO himself maybe relinquishing his, his power? Power. His uh, CEO role to someone else? Is he stepping down? But I didn't think that was going to be big industry news. Yeah. I honestly was like, I don't think people would yeah, care yeah, at CEOs all. change all the time, right? Yeah. yeah. None of us thought it was going to be EVGA leaves the market, the, the, the graphics division. I, I'm, I'm carefully not saying the word quitting because it, Andrew was very adamant. They're not quitting that. It was a, <laughs> a pattern of disrespect, you know, and, and, yeah. and whatnot. So what if I got a speculation, what if it was a lateral move and they come out of like the far field with an AMD or an Intel? I've already said, I don't know if you, if you were paying attention when we filmed it, they have, Andrew has zero, zero interest but, whatsoever about making an AMD or an Intel graphics card. Okay. But yeah, I was like wishful thinking, kind of like, okay, it's a. Maybe what if they did? Great. Yeah. Intel could use their manufacturing experience when it comes to graphics cards yeah, and it design. Would, it and would they, be sick. Yeah. Would. They've already got. They've already got Raja Kadori. I. I mean, he's seems like he knows what he's doing, but he was also the 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 captain at the helm of the entire blunder of Vega. So I don't. Raja being on the AMD team was never exciting for me. Mm. But they got Tommy Peterson. Yeah. Who was an amazing uh, SOC designer from Nvidia, on Intel, obviously. What I mean, if we were to bring in 
Andrew's 22 years of manufacturing experience and help Intel. That would have been great. That would have been insane, yeah. But no, no, Nick, I do not think that this was, I do not think they spent four hours telling us they're not going into business with another brand just to come out and say we're going into business with another brand. Okay. I don't, no. If I, only. Yeah. <laughs> he might if AMD reaches out. No, he won't. You, you were not in that meeting. Tweet, Tweedle, you were not in that meeting, okay? It is not that simple. Because here's the thing. They could have reached out themselves to AMD or NVIDIA. We, I asked Andrew uh, Han at CES a few times, like, will you ever make an AMD graphics card? No, never, 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 never. Will you ever make an AMD motherboard? Never, never, never. So we know the AMD motherboard thing turned out. But the reasoning he kept stating was he didn't want to betray the relationship with NVIDIA by making another brand. And that's when we were so shocked by that. It made no sense. I think Steve even used the term Stockholm Syndrome to Andrew's face. Mm -hmm. He was like, hey, you know, this sounds an awful lot like Stockholm Syndrome. What, what, what loyalty do you have to NVIDIA if, they, if you're breaking this on the principle of, of them breaking their, their, you know, their, their own loyalty to you and being disrespectful and not having any respect for your own business and the way it runs and, and controlling every aspect of the graphics division to be mm -hmm. truth, truthful. You know, when you work, when you work with NVIDIA... They run your department. And it's actually kind of sad because there's probably an actual, I'm not sure they would fall under the quote unquote like a contractor base. Mm. But I can tell you right now, there's probably some both legal and ethical lines that are crossed every day when you work with NVIDIA. So it's, it's weird. EBJ comes out with their own chip. Man, if I, if I walked around... Thinking some of the stuff that people think the world would be a brighter place. No, you you can't just come out with your own chip. EBJ, EBJ doesn't design chips. Look how long they design boards. <laughs> they design boards. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, they don't even. Yeah, they don't do the dies. No, they don't do the RAM either. <laughs> they just design they, the board. <laughs> they don't even manufacture it, right? Like, they, they're, they they. I think there's two manufacturers. In all of like, but Asia they get the, they get the actual die from Nvidia already done, right? And then, and yeah. Then so the they, way it works, implemented on so the, the way it works yeah, with okay. the AIBs is they purchase they purchase the actual GPU, yeah. Like like you saw in the little plaque thing over there, it's all unsoldered, little pins everywhere, right? They purchase that the the schematic at which it operates, right, is part of the design. Yeah, like this mm -hmm. is how many this is the power that it needs. This is the stuff, the reference it, design. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like these are the interconnects that you have to use. Right. Et cetera, et cetera. Then they design their own PCB and such, and then they have another right. manufacturer, uh, you know, actual actually build it for them. Yeah, I'm not sure who it is. I think they mentioned. I can't remember who it was, but okay, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's. I left that meeting and I I I, t I told my wife when I got home. I said, "Why do I? I feel like I just went through a bad breakup." <laughs> yeah. Like it was, it was, it was draining. Yeah. But like I said, the meeting ran over three hours long. I think it was slated for an hour. Uh, it ran over three hours long. Definitely felt like, like I, I told my friends like, dude, it's like, it's like when your parents are like, wait, so ha, people are saying up. NVIDIA <laughs> stocks have dropped today. Can you look it up? Really? People are, I'm, I have to wonder if this news actually affects their stock. Here's the thing. If NVIDIA stock drops five points. 10 points. It's I mean, could it be not this news or could it be the, S? the Ethereum it's proof, going of stake. proof of stake? Yeah. More than, yeah. I don't think because it's 324. Yeah. Trading's already stopped on the East coast. Cause remember all trading takes place it in went New York. Up today. Yeah. It went up two point or 2.69. 
Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, min- I'm minimizing chat again. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Good job, guys. <laughs> you got to put on timeout again. <laughs> anyway, that's all I want to talk about with that. Um, go watch Steve's video. Go watch my video. Go go check out John Petty Research's stuff. Those are the three perspectives you're going to get. Mm. So anyway, I'm also not drinking drinking. Actually, this Uh-oh. is all vodka. <laughs> so we're two out of three. The people with the J.S.U.S.N. shirts are drinking. I was yeah. running around all day today. I, mean, I only yeah. got into the office, what, an hour before the show? Yeah. So I'm tired. I don't feel like drinking when I'm tired. Otherwise, I'll just be face down on the keyboard, and you're just going to hear. <laughs> because I will have hit all the buttons with my face. <laughs> oh, I did not expect that. I fat palmed it. Cheers, <laughs> cheers to the Hydro homies. <laughs> okay, so in lighter news... You foamed it up. That's nah, fine. It's fine. Noob. It's not in the corner, bro. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay. It's just Corona. Yeah, it's fine. Exactly. Yeah. We're over it already. It's 2022. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So in oh. lighter news, as opposed to uh, a beloved manufacturer of GPUs, um, you know, no longer doing that. Top Gun Maverick was dope. <laughs> Welcome to the start right? of summer. Yeah, I know, right? You know what? I, I didn't want summer to end yet, so I decided to finally watch Top Gun Maverick. And are there any spoilers in this topic? I've seen the movie. You've I've seen it. We've all okay, seen but it, yeah. but it's still soon enough to where I think we're no, not. We're, I I was, so. Okay, because we're not past statute of limitations on spoilers. Yeah, yet. no, 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 no. Yeah, okay. I, yeah. I'm not going to talk about the spoilers. I just, I just wanted to like, like I just seeing the amount of effort that they took to capture like the right effects practically you know what i mean like stuff that you really can't fake with cgi like the g-forces in the seat and that stuff like the way it affects the the actor's face and like their body and you can see them moving around whatever the the jets like flipping upside down and stuff i i love that they that they did that practically and like I told you when uh, I first finished watching For those that it, don't know, practically means they really did it. It's not fake. Yeah, yeah. they went and took two-seater F-18s, and then... The um, rear seat was just made to look like they were the pilot. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, it's... it's I, I was saying, like, oh, yeah, and then they just have to act like they're flying, which no, is they don't. pretty easy to... Like, you don't have to act when you're getting thrown around yeah. with five, six, ten Gs. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was, like, I was watching, and I told you after I finished it that um, it seemed like this is a movie that, like... No one's gonna make this way anymore. Yeah. No one's well, gonna actually. The only reason that movie could exist is because Tom Cruise funded it right. with his own insurance company and everything as well. Yeah. Like Tom, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise has to insure himself because because he's too crazy for normal yeah. insurance. Companies. Normal insurance like, no. carriers will not c- cover him because he does most of his own stunts, his own driving. He, he was the one even flying a P fifty one at the end. Yeah. 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 Because it's his plane. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually his plane. But. uh <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I think it was one of the mission. Impo- I think it was the Mission Impossible where he does the barrel roll in the helicopter. That was like the breaking point for the insurance company, and they were like, "No," and he's like, "What do you mean, no, <laughs> no? Yeah, fine, I'll do it myself." <laughs> Puts Infinity Stones of insurance on and like <laughs> goes and does it right. But yeah, like I was watching this movie and I was kind of like a little bit sad because I was just like, I feel like this type of stuff is just ne- like it's an <laughs> it's another end of an era, right? Like no one's gonna bother doing this because it's just so much safer to do in CG let alone easier, you know what I mean, for the production. It's like you don't have to go hire an aircraft carrier and pay, like, what is it, like $36,000 per flight hour <laughs> to film yeah. the jet, you know, plus the you know plus the camera jet. Like I remember I had tweeted something after I saw the movie, and one of my followers said that I guess a relative of theirs or a friend actually worked for that squadron. Uh, oh, is, the in the, is in the, the, like, the Navy, and that particular squadron was like, what was contracted to you know, with their planes and stuff. It was kind of neat. Yeah, because they had, it, they can't just have, you know, keep randomly filming different people. They had to like, 
you know, okay, this is these are the moves they're going to plan them out. It's going to take a lot of time to like yeah. you know get used to. And they, you know, I, I know the actors were saying they were living on the carrier with the sailors and everything too. You know, and they were like, like one of the ones was like saying like, yeah, we ate their food. You know, what I mean, we got to know them. Like we yeah. were all friends after the, you know after the movie because it's the only way you can do that sort of stuff is just embed the actors yeah. in the thing. Can you imagine how's that conversation go? We'd like to rent one U.S. aircraft carrier. <laughs> I know, right? It's just like do you, do you with the, with all four thousand crewmates. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got any coupons for that? You guys, you guys got games on your plane? <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously. Oh, yeah, and we also want the full flight squadron to go with it. I know, right? <laughs> Dude, that's so crazy. Yeah, and, it, and I was just like, like, not only was it such a, like, well-shot, well-effect, like, the effects work was amazing, you know what I mean? The CG work blended perfectly with all the practical stuff. It was actually an amazingly fun movie, and that kind of got me thinking, too. I was like, when was the last time that I really had... There was a just, few times I was kind of like, "Nah, it wouldn't happen." Yeah, but, but then, I mean, that's but then it's a it's a summer yeah. blockbuster action, and movie, basically right? it's at the start when yeah. he's doing the test. If oh, you know yeah, what I'm talking yeah, about, yeah. he's like, "No, <laughs> no." <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, "Dude, this is sweet." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where is it? Where else is this going? Actually, like, I had my tub of popcorn. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, popcorn no. Out <laughs> that wouldn't happen. <laughs> that's not real. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, but yeah, like I don't remember. I mean, I think. Honestly, Pacific Rim was probably the last one, like, that style of action movie. John Wick was another one, the first one. Um, but, like, that's more of, like, a, you know, like a fighting action movie, not, like, a giant machines of cool stuff. Yeah, because, like, John Wick, that's all practical, like, movements he's doing. I think it's, know, but... it's, it's in the same vein of, like, if you want it to look good, you do it for real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, what's his face? John Wick. I mean, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> No, that, that yeah, is John, John Wick. Yeah, well, yeah. Like you saw the BTS of him doing all the three gun training and everything, and all those, yeah. like, you know, those practical shooting. The dude looks; his movements look real because he's practiced them and he's yeah. done them with real guns and stuff. It's not a stunt double. Yeah, yeah. just like just like nope. the pilots. In, and then they in use Dark a little Ride. bit of Hollywood trickery with like frame rate and obviously speeding it up slightly. Right. You know, but yeah, all the movements of like the gun handling, the pulling stuff out of his back pocket, and yeah. all the moves and the kicks. That's all him. You know? Yeah. And and I like to the, think uh, that he went from like whoa, Bill and Ted yeah, to yeah, that, yeah. you know. <laughs> and the and the ammo count too, right? You don't have like thirty round pistol magazines. And <laughs> this um, is a ghost gun. <laughs> thirty round magazine clip. 30, 30 caliber round magazine clip. Oh, oh my god, I no. forgot about that. <laughs> oh stop! Oh uh, jeez. Yeah, like uh, it's it just it's like it, it kind of is. Um, a little bit of the Top Gun Mavericks like theme too is that, you know, real pilots and real jets being replaced by drones. Yeah, it's almost like an allegory for the effects world too. <laughs> well, that was that was you know you know part of the premise of that movie yeah. too. It's now, kind of again like a, spoil, spoiler free, but I mean it's about there's there's drone talk. Yeah. You know? Yeah, which is also happening IRL. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Like why risk a person? Like it, it does make logical sense, but also. But you know what though, <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna move into a weird part of this discussion. If we're talking about war. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What damage are you really inflicting if you have no, there's no human loss? Now, let me explain before people start saying, Jay wants human loss wars. Jay Mussolini over here. Juicelini. (laughs) Jay Salini. Jay Salini. No, I'm just saying, I'm just saying like, wars inevitably always end up taking place in civilized areas, civilization areas, not battlefields, because of the fact that it's about inflicting full as much damage on the other country's ecosystem, economic system, society as a whole. So targeting other military, like, 
units has a certain effect, but then obviously you see this indiscriminate bombing and stuff. Right. If it's all robots and drones happening, and this is doing this with now, like what, where's, that doesn't seem like a war anyone would necessarily win or even. Right, yeah. Like, did you send your squadron of drones out to fight? Oh, no. We just got to load up some new drones and go. You know, it's like there's, because here's the thing, what made like our, 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 our world's, war histories like world war one world war two korea and all that sort of stuff so devastating was the fact that you can't like you you lose a pilot that's been flying for 10 or 15 years in the military you can't just replace that pilot like that Mm -hmm. with a drone i guess you technically kind of could but there's a there's a there's the whole training and ramping up of skill that is not just immediately replaceable that's why world war two like kamikaze pilots that was like their only flight literally and so many of them crashed on takeoff because they had no flight experience. It was literally like, here's a photo of a ship, here's a silhouette, go to it, crash on it. You know, and they were carrying a bomb underneath, and it was the bomb that exploded, not the plane. Some people don't understand that. But, yeah, it's just like, so if you now are literally having a war being fought over in this part of the world, and you've got these Air Force pilots that are sitting there using, you know, an Xbox controller. Yes, I know it's more complicated than that. And they're in Nevada. And they go home at the end of the day. It's almost like it, it makes the fighting inconsequential for either side. But right? it also takes out the human element where you're not going to question, am I going to pull this trigger because I'm gonna, there's a life in front of me. Right. But you still have to take into account the collateral damage like of civilian life if they're in that area, you know? But that's a given with any war. Yeah. But, I mean, I think this comes out of the theory, or not theory. I've seen it in a couple movies. They call it like proxy wars, though, where it's just endless because they're just robots fighting each other. But... The only people losing. That's are... not the definition of a proxy war. A proxy war is is what's happening in Ukraine right now. Technically, the West is supplying Ukraine with the weapons so they can continue fighting. But the West is not directly in the war. Okay. That's a proxy war. Wrong definition. Then it was basically just using machines, but it it made an endless war because they kept throwing machines at it. Well, the first one to to run out of machines loses, right? right. It's like chess, yeah. literally. But then it's like, but then it's like, yeah, because you didn't like there was no loss of life. It's like is the losing country even going to like, you know, accept that loss and be like, okay, fine. Here's our, here's your land. You can have it because it's like, no, no, because then it will devolve into traditional warfare. Oh, right. Exactly. So there's always still going to be human element. It's just the robots are going to be the first line. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Because, so it, that, that, happens, because there try, still yeah. has to be a quote unquote boots on the ground. Right. No matter what. Cause yeah. it's almost like the country wouldn't care if it was only robots because it was just like okay cool like we could lose as many robots we can keep making them it doesn't really matter if it stopped with the robots yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. That's, that's that opens up days of discussion of ethics yeah, obviously, yeah, right of course. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. we are how did we end up back on ai and robots fighting it because we were talking about the <laughs> oh, drone yeah. warfare freaking top gun yeah God, Way to be a depressing Phil. <laughs> yeah, you tried to make it a light topic. We got heavy again. It was again. fun. I, fighter jets are cool. And then Jay was just like, hey, what if robots killed people? <laughs> no, I said robots killing robots. <laughs> to get to the people? I feel like if, to kind of, to put a cap on that. Yeah. I feel like if it was no, it's just robots versus robots, people would be faster to go to war, which is bad. Yeah. Oh, and also like private private military would be all because, over that. Because what is the number one reason people protest any war? It's the loss of life. Yeah. Whether on both sides, whether military or civilian life. That's the number one reason that anyone would oppose a war is the is the life loss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, which is like the most important reason, obviously. But yeah, that's what they if if you remove the human element, I feel I feel like certain I don't want to say factions, but I guess they would be factions in the future, would be quicker to go to war, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
And yeah, I think the PMCs would definitely be all over that because it's just like, dude, you That's know, you get the cash in. Yeah. <laughs> You know how quickly no, you know who wins are the robot manufacturers. I was gonna say you know Nvidia wins. Nvidia wins. How quickly Boston Dynamics would just become their own army? It's just an army of robot dogs. Well, no, they would pull in Nvidia, and instead of just you know how like they're making the FEs, right? They would just make the robots for themselves, and then become an army. They wouldn't just sell the robots. If if, you, if that suddenly becomes a huge yeah. advantage of you, it'd just be like I guess, yeah, yeah. No, we're not selling the U.S. Army anymore. We're talking about the Boston Dynamics <laughs> Army. Yeah, we're a PMC now. Yeah, <laughs> we got an army of robot dogs with like machine guns on but top. Then, but then what do they do? They become mercenaries and just hire themselves out. Exactly. Right. But and then you get Metal Gear Solid Four. <laughs> Speaking of hiring yourself out, speaking of hiring yourself out, what was, okay, I want to talk about what were your first jobs? What was your worst job and why? I don't know how much of this you have to add to the conversation, but. Wow. (laughs) You've had what, three jobs? He just says this job. I like four. (laughs) Four. Okay. Excuse me. And is that more than me? What is your dream job? So like for me, my first job, so I. First official job where I had to like pay taxes and stuff. Because I, I started working at oh. the age of like 12. <laughs> yeah. Right. But first official job where I had to pay taxes and have payroll and actually clock in and like paperwork responsibility. Stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, I worked for the 91 Express Lanes in uh, Orange County. And that was when it was just the 91 Express Lanes and it wasn't called the toll roads or anything. Yet. It was just the 91 Express Lanes. It was like two lanes. And I worked customer service. That, that was kind of sucky. The reason service jobs. Any service job. But that one, that one specifically, because people would call in while sitting in traffic being like, my tax dollars built that road and you're charging. And it's like, no, no, your tax dollars didn't build that road. It was actually built by the California Private Transportation Corporation, which is a privately owned company. They bought the land. They created the lanes. Well, if I buy a membership now, can I drive over the like the, the border thing? No, that's illegal. <laughs> yeah, it's just people only called in. Like I, I feel like the majority of the calls were people just sitting in traffic, mad. Yeah, and they wanted and they to see yell a number, and they're like, "You know what? I'll yell at that number because yeah. it's there and it says it." <laughs> so that was my first job. I was eighteen, and uh, it's, I didn't stay there more than a few months because you guys know me. You, you, you rub me the wrong way, I'm going to clap back at you. And customer service and clapping back doesn't go well mm-hmm. together. <laughs> Although I bet you it felt good. Oh, yeah, it did. It did feel good. I'm a semi-truck. Can I use the lane? No. Why not? Because the third axle vehicle is not allowed into the fast lane, which you have to get into to get into that lane. Therefore, you'll be breaking the law. So, CHP, there's two CHPs that monitor each direction of traffic. You will be pulled over and ticketed. Click. (laughs) It's so much, you know. That's funny. Oh, yeah. Ikea's in chat. He says... Try the call the tax call center. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> this one's for you, buddy. That's so... or the or the DMV or any government service mm. job, any public facing government service job. Yeah, well, I, I feel like there's those two. The first two words are the problem there. Public facing. Public facing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> for Meanwhile, real. I'm more public facing than I've ever been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we don't have to. We're, I mean, we're not like like it's not a service job. <laughs> I'm providing a service. Directly. I'm essential, okay? <laughs> yeah, but the, the camera lens doesn't yell back at you. Imagine. The pixels do. Suddenly the lens is like, hey, quit chilling. Yeah. You're such a chill. I saw a comment that said, how's Jay going to chill for EVJ and NVIDIA in the same videos now? I know. <laughs> Easy. He makes two separate videos now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wanted to respond with, do people stay, still say shill? Wow, I thought that term like died back in 2020. <laughs> No, like, I haven't seen... The, look, the audience goes through phases. Yeah. Everyone's a shill. Everyone's a fanboy. 
or everyone's an F boy. You know what the F is? Yeah. Know? Everyone's a, they just kind of go through these waves where they all just start like the insult. regurgitating the whatever someone insult, else yeah. is saying. Yeah. I guess we're going back to shill or this guy's just really freaking slow That's versus funny. everyone else. But That's hilarious. Well, so, all, you guys shill for me all the time. Yeah. You yeah. guys sell your time to me. So you guys are shills. Well, well, okay, shill enabler. <clears throat> I thought shill was like <laughs> yeah. more of like an advertiser, but I don't know. I don't well, let's look up, let's look up the official well, definition yeah, while yeah. you tell what, what it uh, is. While you tell me what your first job was, Phil. Well, you never answered your dream job. I have it. Okay. I mean, that's pretty I, obvious, I, right? I, I no, no, that no, 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 no. You, you can always improve, right? Yeah. yeah. I've said this a million times. My dream job would be I am independently wealthy without needing any money from any of this. Yeah. So I can just be the most degaff person you've <laughs> ever seen on the channel. <laughs> my dream job is to literally I would, be retired. You guys think Steve at Gamers Nexus is a cynic? You ain't seen <laughs> yeah. nothing. You, oh, you yeah, guys like this, know. This would be like turn this into just a purely Turn this fun. into how to basic of tech. <laughs> okay? That's that's my dream job right there. Yeah. I don't need a dime. I do this for the pure pleasure of pissing people and companies <laughs> off. Oh my God. That, here's, the, here's the crazy part. It would only work. And I see people all the time that are like, do it, do it, do it. That would only work if I didn't need YouTube monetization at all. Because yeah. it would be instantly demonetized. <laughs> I guarantee. If I could literally just not care yeah. whatsoever what anyone thinks. Because we always have to walk a line. Right, mm-hmm. we're fair and we're balanced, but we have to walk a line. Yeah, that's a line. It just it's it's a courtesy line, both both in business with the audience, the brands, and when a brand does something, we're going to call them out with the audience. There's people don't like hearing this, but it is possible to be a bad viewer, and I like and, and you can get called out for that. But if I just if you just take away the line, and I don't care anymore. <laughs> God, that'd be funny. I guarantee you would see the best content you've ever seen on YouTube. Yep, but. That's not the world I live in. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> the definition of shill says an accomplice, an accomplice, an accomplice of a hawker, gambler, or swindler who acts as an enthusiastic customer to entice or encourage others. Oh, okay. oh so you're not yeah. even like a real So we're customer. not shills for you unless I'm just like like every day constantly posting on Twitter. Oh my God, Jason, you said this is the best job I've ever had. But technically, if you're being paid from him, you're not a shill. Shill is doing it for free, right? No, an accomplice. Oh. Yeah. I mean, you would have, yeah, he would definitely have to be. I guess you would then have to just. I'm not going to be a show for free. That's not like, that defeats the whole point of the the show, right? Well, then anyone that's ever called me an NVIDIA show, apparently I'm doing it for free because NVIDIA has never paid us a dime. It's like the one company. Yeah, the ironic. The one company that has never, ever. Always cracks me up. Ever provided any sort of compensation or check or anything. And no, graphics cards to review, they're not payment people. Yeah. I cannot pay my rent. With a 40 series, I can't pay my rent with a 30 series. And then even if I do want to sell them, which we literally just had the first like quote unquote garage sale we've, I've had in the 10 years I've been running this company, which is why that crap went back to such old era. The moment I do that, you can't sell that. That's for review. <laughs> so it's like, it's just, it's whack-a-mole with what angry group pops up, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but no, so I used to be a shill in a Reno gambling club. So I guess I'd be like a, 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 a shameless promoter kind of a deal. Yeah. It'd be like if you... I have shame. It'd be like if you were an EVGA fanboy, even if they made all crap. <laughs> Basically, it's like, that's what they're saying. But obviously, it's not <laughs> I guess case. anyone that just... 
I liked AMD during FX was a shill then. I guess a shill is just a fanboy. <laughs> it's just a newer term, yeah. Like somebody that's just completely No, I think a fanboy is capable is is not really aware that they're a fanboy, to be honest. I think true fanboyism, they're not oh, aware you're of right. it. You're right, you're right. And a shill it's is aware blind, of it. It's blind loyalty. Yeah. The brand can do no wrong. They are the best. That's it. Yeah. End of story. There's no discussion we had with that kind of person. A shill is knowing that they probably suck, but they're just getting paid for it. They're getting paid to say whatever it takes to get people to believe that brand is great. Yeah. Now, if you say that's me and NVIDIA, then you haven't been watching my videos. Yeah. And also NVIDIA was our chat. If only, right? So Apple users. Nope. Apple fans. Apple fanboys. Because yes. Apple users and Apple fans are not the same people. Sometimes yes. they are. But most of the time they're not. All three of us have Apple devices. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just looked right down and I was like, oh yeah, wait, wait. Actually, yeah. Literally all three of us have the same phone. <laughs> all right. Back off the shield topic. Okay, so anyway. Because uh, that's very subjective. <laughs> so what was my first job? It's always a great day here at Johnny Rockets Route 66 Victoria Gardens. <laughs> was that really your first job? I uh, thought yeah. you had a, like a job job before that. Yeah, that was my first job. That was my job job before I decided to do freelance video. <laughs> your first job was food service at a restaurant. Yeah. See, fast food's one thing. You don't go into a fast food place and expect a stellar service. But you yeah. go to a sit down, you expect something. Mm-hmm. And it was um, like I, I cite that job as the origin of all of my cynicism towards the human race what i love and i'm gonna ask <laughs> and it's not the co-workers it's not the job it's just the fact that oh. i was exposed to the public remember i told you i've refused to ever work food service because of the kind of customer my mom is yeah yeah because i would not be able not to a, i'm not great i'm not saying your mom's a bad customer. no no it's just you can say that no no <laughs> yeah. my mom is a great person yeah but she is a terrible person to wait on for food i don't think i've ever seen a meal come out right where she's concerned <laughs> This has one too many sesame seeds and, the, and my mom's, on the bun. And my mom's not the kind of person. No, my mom's not mean about it. Yeah. She's, but it's just, picky. no, no. She, she sets it down and she does the, oh. And then she <laughs> takes, no, 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 no. She takes the yeah. fork and she like kind of looks under. <laughs> yeah. And then she does this and she goes. <laughs> I feel, I feel guilty no, right now. I no, like no, coming my, back for a two bite check. Back like I said, I love my mom. <laughs> I bought the woman a house. Okay. But, and yes, there were some complaints about the house. Because there no how no new no new construction is perfect. It's her job to tell me so I can get it fixed. But there was a lot in the first month because any new house would be. But she, I feel like she instead of saying something, she puts on such a a sad outpouring of body language that you, she wants you to ask her what's wrong. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just it's like the, it's a it's little bit like a, overcooked. Yeah, it's like yeah. a kind of a guilt trippy kind of thing. But then like. No joke. There's been multiple times where we've gone out to eat and stuff, and all of us are done eating because she sent the food back twice oh, or more. Geez. And then by the time it finally comes right, we're all waiting for her to eat because it took the entire time of eating to her to finally get a meal she liked. Yeah. Dang. As she's gotten older, it's not so bad. She doesn't go to restaurants nearly as much. But my, if, oh, when my when my sister and I were growing up, it was like, put on your shoes. We're going to Sizzler. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. It's like starting. <laughs> you have to, like, mentally prepare for the... Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it was for the battle that's gonna come, that's gonna be at hand. I just yeah. want to eat and go home. That's like. so funny. <laughs> my that's mom, not even my the mom worst would kind of never customer that I ever dealt with though. Now it my was... mom would say I'm a complete full of shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just saying that's so funny. Yeah, no, I, I honestly, I think it was just, I think the worst, the worst kind of customers I always hated was just people that refused to be responsible for their little children just. Just wrecking the like I that that applies anywhere. Yeah. I know, but like yeah, but I, I you know it's, it's like that was the worst type of like you know we were talking about that topic too. Just inconsiderate 
people, right? Mm -hmm. Like not thinking about like what the effects of them or their kids, which you're supposed to be responsible for, are you know affecting everyone else. And it's just like, like I can't, I can't be a mediator for booth number six if booth number five's kids are just you know pulling on the lady's hair and stuff. You know what I mean? It's like that's not part of my job. Now, neither is like neither is really freaking cleaning crayon off like the window. <laughs> You know, like that's the, I well, mean, maybe you guys shouldn't immediately hand crayons to the kids as they come in. <laughs> maybe the parents should yeah. parent and when they see that happening, be like, yo, you should not do that. But you, know. you don't have any kids placement. I can't parent. I can't parent somebody else's kids. So. <laughs> sure you can. I mean, not you tried really. It? <laughs> oh my God. You tried it. I'm not kidding. I have legit told other like random kids. Uh, I can't see any parents. I'm just sitting there doing something. Hey, knock that shit off. And they're like. Uh, and they go and I'm like you said the S word I don't care their parents are gonna come all mad and I'm like I really don't care <laughs> that's funny I really don't care so worst job I would probably say I had a oh, uh, I didn't tell you my worst yet but go ahead oh yeah <laughs> we, oh, we oh, need oh, to hear about Nick's first. first 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 my thing. first okay. like over the table or under the table <laughs> over we we said I don't know what you do under the table oh, mister oh my gosh okay so <laughs> I think my first actual job where I started doing taxes and stuff was with you right after college yeah. <laughs> I remember that time. No, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. I actually have no idea. How you know what? There's I remember when you came on too, because I was like, wait, I have to pay half his taxes? That <laughs> sucks. <laughs> Welcome like, to being an employer. <laughs> wait, there's taxes now? Oh. No, no. I, I was like, I knew you had to pay taxes. I didn't know they were also my responsibility. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so we both got surprises. <laughs> mm hmm. <laughs> You know, realistically, uh, though, anyone that is in this chat and runs a business with employees knows whatever the employee's salary is, is the actual cost to you is double that in terms of like insurance, liabilities, workers' comp insurance, taxes, mm. and you know the payroll taxes that are responsible for your half. You know, and then you know, the taxes that you pay are only half of them here in the state. So I'm paying the other half. But that's the thing. It's like the, the actual costs to an employer is about double what you're getting. Well, now you could be making double that. Just write your angry letter. Write your congressman. Complain. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Let's <laughs> yeah. go right in the spam folder. I can see it already. Everyone is everyone is always so like up in arms about the cost of healthcare. Have you ever looked at the cost of insurance? Like actually, the cost of insurance. And I don't mean healthcare insurance and automotive insurance. I mean professional insurance, liability insurance, workers' comp, all that stuff. That is a racket right there. Mm. That is a someone's getting rich, and it ain't me. Because I'm yeah. telling you right now. And just be like Tom Cruise, do you make your own? I don't know that just reminded you. Right after I get my own P51. Yeah, and do your all your own stunts. You just what, have, to, have to hang out the airplane while it's taking off and do a barrel roll in a helicopter. You gotta fall down the stairs again and then, and then insure yourself. <laughs> dude, when, like, sorry, just random tangent, but yeah, Jake came to work, he was like, dude, I fell down the stairs last night. I was like, I'm, I mean, all, I think honestly, all of us were kind of amazed. So like, no, it was like, like my heel, like I stepped a little too far forward. I have carpeted stairs, yeah. So I stepped a little bit too far forward, and my heel slipped. So I didn't fall forward. I fell like ass first, right? So you hear, you hear, you hear, you hear, you hear, because I was literally on my butt going down the stairs, and each one was literally like a like a drop kick to the butt. I'm telling you, it sucked. I and then I hit the tile. <laughs> There's a reason why I was check? walking weird for a week. I was gonna say, no, did you no, no. Did I, it actually have a bruise? 
So there's tile at the bottom of the stairs. So yeah. it goes from carpeted with that memory foam carpet squish pad that I have to the. Like, and even oh. the carpet still sucks to fall on. No, what sucked yeah. is like when my when my butt hit the tile. My yeah. shoulder blades are what hit the last step. Oh. So it, that's why I, I was for like a week. I was like, I can't really move too well. And it's not even like the, like, like the, uh, oh, Jay's like super old, but it's like just anything after your thirties like that is like kind of yeah. genuinely like I might go to the hospital today. Yeah. <laughs> well, know? everyone in my family has taken that same kind of fall at least once. And what I love is like, so because. Dude, pre, prefab homes, like like mass manufactured homes, like in a built, like in a in a building environment, like a community environment, mm-hmm. they are all pre-designed in a computer somewhere else. All the woods pre-cut, the trusses and all that just show up, and then people nailed together, right? It's it's pre, it's it's technically prefab, but it's not like a like a mobile home, like people might be thinking in the terms of free, prefab. Uh, they're it's not like an AIB home. <laughs> they're not the quietest, right? You hear the walking of people walking upstairs. There's no ins- yeah. there's no foam or anything between the the, the stories to right. quiet it down. The stairs, if someone goes down, you hear do, 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 do. what I love is I'll be sitting there in the living room, like watching TV, and I just hear. I like how to look over. Who just fell? <laughs> my, my my wife was like, "Me, <laughs> you okay?" Yeah, <laughs> and, and then, and then what, so much more attention. No, no, I knew when my I knew when my youngest. Well, there's a landing and you have to turn. So yeah. people often sometimes will swing off the landing or hold onto the little railing and they oh, swing yeah. themselves <laughs> right off the stairs. But Parkour. so, Parkour. <laughs> but no, my little, my youngest when she fell, she I, she's eight. Well, about to turn eight. She was yeah. like five or six. But it was here. You can tell it was her because it was instead of it was. So I hear quiet. I hear. <laughs> and I look, oh, no. I look, and she's on the landing. She's like, ah, she's all like twisted. I'm like, oh god, are you okay? She's like, I feel like this. The way she cries like, is reminding me. Hold on, I gotta tell this. I gotta tell the story of the crowd because so once I'm at that at that restaurant job, we we have to make these ketchup smiley faces with these little squeeze bottles, right? So mm. I mean, this wasn't me. Thank you. Oh, I remember those because I took my daughter there all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so like this was one of my coworkers, and he was he went to draw a ketchup smiley face, and then there was like a baby sitting. Kind of right under where he was with the the little cup and the ketchup bottle, and the top of the bottle wasn't secured, so he squeezes it to start to make the first like eye like <laughs> eye on the face. Put the top just pops off, and the whole bottle of ketchup just squirts onto the baby's face because the baby's looking up at him like <laughs> like oh what's he doing? That's crazy. What's this red bottle? And it just goes on the baby. I'm walking past, and I just hear. And the baby just like slowly turns to his parents, like complete face of ketchup, just starts slowly crying. Looks like a murder scene, dude. I had to run straight to the back of the house just to like lose it. <laughs> My friends were like, "What is what happened out there?" I'm like, "Dude, dude, look at the table seven, the baby." <laughs> I couldn't even get the story out to my friends. It was so funny. Oh. Anyway, that reminded me of that story. So now you guys know. <laughs> and no, I'm not going to say the name of the people. You got to keep them innocent yeah. and anonymous. Yeah. So. It's, it's, it's like I said, but it, I haven't, I think everyone's learned their lesson, including myself. I take the stairs very differently. Because anyone that lives in a house <laughs> at second story, you, you run down the stairs. Like, you know, even in the dark. Because you're so used to it and your, your brain is just like, okay, I know these, I know these stairs Well, now. I think I told you this story once at my old house. Coming down the stairs, like, I just, you have it in your head. You know how many? One, two, three, four. And you're at the bottom, right? I miscounted by one. One time, oh, oh, and I was like, I was like, oh. so like I stepped what I thought was the floor, oh, and yeah. I was like, uh, suddenly going really far forward, and I fell. Like you know how a skateboarder knows how to fall and slide on their knees because yeah. they have knee pads. I did that on the tile oh. with my kneecaps. 
No, the weirdest part is you could just hear the plop, plop of the knee, like the mm. fleshy knees on tile. And I was like sitting there kind of like sitting on my knees. And I was like, wait, wait for the pain. I'm a stunt man. Nothing hurt. <laughs> like I was so confused. I was like, I hurt myself so bad. It went back around to no pain. That's so funny. You know, but no, I got up and I was like, my knees are red, but I don't feel anything. And that was the, uh, kind of an eye opening moment. Like always make sure you're stepping off the step onto mm-hmm. the floor when you think it's the floor. But that was one of those, the lights were off and it turned on the, the lights and I'm waking one up and I was just like going down the stairs on a muscle memory and I miscounted by one. Like that. Uh, it's funny because even on the way up, you still get like a half heart attack. If you think there's one more step at the top. No, what, what sucks is when you're like, when your when your toe slips off oh, when you're running up the stairs and you get the whole like foot like everything gets out of time and so you just kind of go like knees on the stairs and then you my face plant. on the first floor <laughs> and we don't have multiple floors. <laughs> uh, so when so are you nice gonna put the the lights for your stairs then, like the little side lighting for each step, so you can see it at night? No, it's just every time you go up and down the stairs, it's literally you know you take your life in your own hands. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. make it a slide at that point. <laughs> just, That's why he has no. to make his own insurance company. You're gonna see me get one of those motorized chairs with the rail <laughs> goes That's up around. Jay's two stairs incorporated. But you know, I would, you know, I would overclock the crap out of that thing. But I, I'm, I'd be down to right. If it doesn't launch me into my room, no, the chair, the oh, power lift chair. Oh, the chair, yeah. If it doesn't launch me into my room when it hits the end Why of the track, I think you were going to replace your stairs with an escalator that's like going thirty miles. <laughs> hey, I mean, why not, dude? A man could dream. <laughs> it could also get blended by it, dude. What was your worst job? Uh, honestly, that's going to be that's a tie between my paint the paintball shop job and the. Motorsports job, but those were like your only other two jobs. So, I know, but they're both <laughs> customer like this service. <laughs> <clears throat> this YouTube channel that I have to work. <laughs> I have like, to. Co-workers. I have to wonder: Would Nick say it? Would he say it <laughs> even if, if he it felt was that true, way? Like, even if it was true, I would. I'll let you know. Not on. Not like in public. Not, yeah, not <laughs> public. That sounds like a challenge. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> well, no, I mean you. Yeah, I, I your problem with motorsports division, I thought though, was not as much the employee or the the customers as it was just the management, the, the lack of training, that I, the lack of training while the the it. exponential increase in responsibility. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, you're the captain now. I'm the captain now. You're the captain now. Where, where's captain school? No, you're the captain now. <laughs> <laughs> like, let me let me drive the boat. <laughs> I want to drive the boat. You have to just wing it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the, it was. Okay, so if we had to do it that way, it would be the the motorsports job was by far the worst because I I that was also when I learned like I I basically sold myself to the company. I put way chill, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I put in no. He's only chill if he says it was a good experience to everyone oh. to get I, into higher. I put in more time than I should have. Yeah. Honestly, you know. Well, so you learned the lesson of like the oh the company really doesn't care about me even though I'm. But that's an that's stuff. an employer problem. Yeah, Brian and I talk about this all the time. I think just about anybody in chat right now would agree. Nobody goes to work and gives a hundred percent. Nobody, because very little. Well, no, when you're young and dumb like me and Nick did, yeah. me and Nick were. You do. And then, no, and my then problem was I liked that job because of what I was or I got to be around. But you didn't continue putting in that level of effort towards end <laughs> because you realize finally. I, they're not yeah. getting back what I'm putting in. But I'm saying yeah. it's a lesson you have to sometimes have to learn if you're not if you're too naive yeah. like me. And yeah. I worked yeah. 10 years in the corporate world where I got back nothing that I put in. And, and by the time I left that good job, I was probably doing 45 minutes to an hour of real work a day. <laughs> I'm not even <laughs> That's kidding. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. 
bro. <laughs> no, I built this channel while working there. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you're right. You can literally say that. Yes. Your time. Your time. And do you know what they? That. And do you know what they did when they found out I had this successful YouTube channel while I was still working there? What? They tried to start a whole new like, hey, we can make corporate videos now. And oh, we can have Jay do it. And it's like, no. they wanted to use my equipment. Yeah, let's just add. They a wanted me to here. use my equipment on their time. To make corporate videos for them. So they wanted you to have another person's job while not paying you for that job, basically. I was already doing three people's job. Yeah, exactly. That's he, usually how that story goes, right? You just you end up like being good at something, and they're like, oh, he can do that now, and we don't have to pay him. Oh, and I saw someone mention quiet quitting. You know, everyone needs to stop with these stupid buzzwords. You can call it whatever you want. It's the way the workforce has been as long as the workforce has been around. Yeah. Quiet quitting, quiet firing. It's just stop with the, with the buzz terms, because it doesn't mean anything. Most employers... And that's why people get so anti-corporate. Do not, they do not look at the employee as a valuable asset to the company. They look at the employee as a liability. Right. Is, can this warm body, for what we pay them, provide enough return on what we're paying them? And they know, yeah, they, they, know, the they know people, especially desk jobs, are, they know they're not working. When the boss walks by, they're looking busy, but they're probably only getting maybe five hours of real work a week. They know that. So that's why... It creates this dynamic of this back and forth of, okay, well, they're not working hard, so I'm not going to pay them more. Well, they're not paying me more, so I'm not going to work hard. So you get this, this terrible dynamic where instead of an employer just communicated, told people like, hey, <clears throat> we value you. Here's a raise without asking for one. Hey, times are tough. Cost of living's gone up. Here's more money. We want you to stick around. You would get so much more return out of that kind of employee. Mm -hmm. And that only exists usually in small business because here's the, the reality. Small business, every person has more weight on their shoulders in a small business. And and you're faced with the humanity of everyone there They're, more way more than True. You know, you're, you're, more, you're not looking at a spreadsheet. You got a five thousand employee company, you're not gonna know who Joe Blow is in the mailroom and you're yeah, not gonna care. You're just yeah. looking you know? at some pixels on a screen that says Nick. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. you're not it, looking you're, Nick in the face and saying you're, you're not worth you're it. You're a number, you're not a face. Yeah. But like at least at the You're small probably they probably don't even know your number. Yeah, <laughs> they probably, it's just this department, right? Yeah, yeah. it's just the motorsports division. <laughs> they probably That's do when they when they saw the, the revenue coming out of it. Yeah, Jeez. Like, I, oh. but every big company started as a small company, and at some point, I think that they had that level of appreciation for their employees. But eventually, it grows beyond yeah that personal level. And I mean, I Brian and I talk about this all the time. Like the I try very hard not to be the type of employer that I had. Right, you know that that, that sucked. A lot, but you know, it's that I think that's a two way road when it comes to see. I feel like if you're the kind of employee that's like, hey, I'm showing up every day, I'm showing up early, I'm doing my work, I'm meeting my goals, I'm exceeding my goals, but the employer doesn't recognize it, even when you have to, you know what? I think the first sign of having an employer that's a non recognizer yeah. is if you have to present to them the, the, the successes that, yeah, you brought. Yeah. If they don't come to you and say, "Hey, you're you're kicking ass," you know, are, are are you happy here? What can we do? Hey, this is amazing. What can we do to make sure this stays? You know, here's more money. You know, whatever it may be. If an employer doesn't has never come to you and had that conversation, and you've always had to go to them and ask for raises or reviews or whatever, that employer does not value you. Period. That's end of story. There's no discussion there. And if you're in this chat right now and you're the kind of employer that you go, "Hey." They're doing so much work, but you know what? They're not asking for more. So let's just kind of keep quiet and not say anything. You're a terrible employer. Absolutely. End of the day, end of the day you are the worst kind of employer because you create that, that dynamic of the employer is going to stop putting in because you're not putting back. So 
my my soapbox TED talk is over about being a good <laughs> yeah, employer. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> yeah. But this whole discussion yeah. about everyone has a worse job. And yeah. you know what's funny? Most of the time, I've had this discussion with so many people. It's almost always the same story, huh? It's almost always the same story. It wasn't the job. It was the people they worked for. Yep. That was exactly what I was going to say for mine too. Like it was just the, the, the workplace environment became toxic because of like that sort of non-recognition type stuff. <laughs> and then it was just like, it, I felt like my time wasn't being respected. And yeah. so, yeah. Like was, when you were doing airsmithing and stuff, were that, customers complaining it was taking too long? Well, they understood. I was the only person in the shop. Like most of the but time. again, you you started working for someone. It was under the table. We started working for someone. You were able to do more. And what happened? That guy took more advantage of you, right? The way you explained it all the time is like you were opening for him. You were closing for him. You were the only one there half the time. That guy was absent half the time. Well, yeah, I was mean, it was like he showed me the ropes and then he was basically hands off. And it's like there are some cases like, yo, I need a little bit more help. But most of the time the help was gone because help was doing other things. And so, what was, but wasn't he running some other business? Well, yeah, he had a, well, he had his online store that he also ran in shop, but he was also manufacturing parts. So when he wasn't in the shop, he was out manufacturing the parts. At his so own. for all intents and purposes, at that point, you were manager of the business while he wasn't there. Technically, yeah. If he no, if he was not there, it was a it was a retail shop, brick and mortar. People, customers oh, wow. walked yeah. in. Yeah, he was not there. You were manager of that shop. Did he ever talk to you about paying you like a manager, basically? <laughs> no. Yeah. Did no. you ask? No, it was. See, it's a two-way road. Yeah, you got you got to stand up for yourself, and I think a lot of people are afraid to do that because this is why the whole quiet quitting thing, and this is why the whole great resignation thing happened. Because COVID taught people to go, you know what? As employees, we have a lot of power within this company, and so you have to be willing to now like stand up for your worth. Yeah, and because you never really did, I'm not saying it's all on you. It's a two-way road because you never stood up and said, hey. I thought I was just going to be here part-time doing this over here on the side, and you're going to be here. You're not. I'm running this shop. I'm the only one in here. I'm responsible for everything in this store while you're not here. Don't you think I deserve more? Yeah, I didn't realize that till like, later on, because right back then, it was like, oh, first job, have to do all this stuff. I have to prove to him <sighs> that I can do it. You that's, know? A, that's a faux pas. Like, I don't know if that's the right word. That, that's a that's fallacy. You don't have to prove your worth. That's they hired what, you. You've already proved it. You're working there. Yeah. You have to prove they didn't make a mistake, but you don't have to prove that you're worthy of maintaining your job. Right. <clears throat> if that makes sense. Like if they hired that's you, they good, are. And that's a good life lesson to learn. And if, ideally earlier than, yeah. <laughs> than later. If they hired you, you've already proved you're the man for that job. Now, as an employer or an employee, I want to prove, hey, I'm worthy of more than this. I want to move up. I want to have more responsibility. I want to do more. I want to, I want to know... My body being here is contributing directly to the success of the company. And as a result, I expect for that to be recognized and compensated. Right. Most of the time, Most. that's not the way it goes. Yeah. The you, first half happens. The yeah. first half happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but, the mo- but the moment you stop giving that extra, yeah. they notice. And then employers call it out. Yeah. Hey, we notice you're not really in it anymore. Well, what do you mean? Well, you know, you're, you used to show up early and stuff. Now you're showing up, like, right on time. And this, this is a real conversation I've had with an employer, by the way. Oh, no. Jeez. Dude, my eyebrow was, like, twitching yeah, as and you it's were like, saying that. It's like, well, what do we, well you know, we just, we just feel like maybe your heart's in it anymore. Is there something wrong? And that's what I told my employer what was wrong. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll tell you what's yeah. wrong. You guys are taking advantage of me. It seems like, it seems like your paycheck's not in it anymore. It's weird. It's, <laughs> it's like, it's I wonder funny. what happened to that bonus that you said you were <laughs> Oh, dude. Yeah. I can't even begin to tell you. Right. I, I, could, I could only imagine, dude. I'm so glad I've never worked like corporate or anything because 
Uh, Pete the public was enough. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, you know, it's there becomes a point too where as an employer, I mean, I've how many you this is full transparent. I'm asking the questions. I expect you guys to answer publicly. How many times have I come to you guys and we've just sat down and been like, hey, how are you feeling about things? Anything you need to change? Or how many times has Brian approached you? Yeah. How many times? Because I know sometimes you're not comfortable talking directly to the owner or the boss, right? Mm-hmm. So Brian will come to you guys and be like, hey, anything you want to talk about? Anything you want to change? You know, are you not happy with something? That conversation happens. Pretty regularly, actually. Right. Yeah. I yeah. think I, I want to say like, now that I think about it, it's probably like twice a quarter or so. Yeah. Yeah. Like and, every, every month and a half. And, and, how, and how many times have I taken you guys aside and out of the blue and be like, hey, you're getting a raise. Here's your new pay. Oh, and you were like, like the most recent one. You're like, okay. <laughs> but I told you, like I told you direct and I told you the same thing. I'm like, we value you guys. Yours and mine tends to happen a lot in the car. We're driving somewhere or whatever. Yeah. Like you, I take you aside because you don't go out. You're, you're antisocial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll take you I outside. Wear, I wear my antisocial social club shirt unironically. <laughs> unlike 99% of people that own that shirt. Like the most yeah. recent one, they were outside and you were vaping. I'm like, Hey, you're doing a great job. I want you to have more money. Here's your new pay. And here's a new bonus. Here's Literally. a new, here's yeah. your new bonus structure. And you were like, Sick. <laughs> I, can, yeah. I can see Phil doing that. No, exactly. That's why people were like, oh, is, is it really a dream job? I'm like, I mean, like, if I was more comfortable discussing that stuff, yeah, then yeah. But no, I'm not ta- I'm not tuning my own horn. I'm trying to inspire other small business owners that I know are in this chat. There's 4,000 people in here. So many in here is a small business owner going, how do I keep my employees happy? I hope they're thinking that. Mm. You do something I can't do because I don't have the time to do it. You do something that I can't do again because you have more expertise in that area. I'm able to take creative design vision and give it to you, and you've absorbed my th- that and added your own flavor to it and made that work. It's like a CPU and a GPU. Yes. <laughs> like literally, like but, you tell me what to do, this, and then I can. But if the success of this company is a is a platform, every single one of us are a pillar. Yeah. But it's a pillar that's structured in a way. If one of those pillars falls, the platform will not stay upright. And I treat the business that way. Mm. And I, th- and I just wish on even a large scale, big companies treated their employees that way. That's why I say all the time, like, especially when we talk about the idea of corp- corporate and capitalism. Mm-hmm. I'm like, everyone in this chat has benefited from capitalism. But obviously not as much as the owners of the companies that are benefiting the most from capitalism. Yeah. But I also believe in, you know, uh, work freedom. You know, the, the, California is an at-will state. You guys can leave for any reason you want. At the same time, the employer can fire you for any reason that you want. Yep. You can still have wrongful termination just because I, I can, I can, because it's non-contractual. I could say, Nick, you're fired right now. And you could literally go to a lawyer and be like, he fired me for no reason. And then they can be like, okay, well, that's wrongful termination because he has the right to fire you. It means you can't go there anymore, but it doesn't have the right to say that you don't have a right to compensation for now loss of wages for the fact that you weren't fired for a valid reason. Right. Mm. You know, that's what at will means. And a lot of people don't understand that. But no, I just, I, especially right now with the whole quiet, quiet quitting and quiet firing, because quiet firing is another thing. What do they mean by qu- quiet quitting? Basically saying, I quit my job. I'm just going to surf YouTube all day, you know, whatever, until they fire me. That's quiet quitting. And people do that because. Oh, you know what? I have been, now that I think about it, sorry, quiet firing is, I think um, I did get quiet fired actually. Yeah, from quiet the first- fired says, I'm just going to change this person's day-to-day the way i'm gonna make this person so uncomfortable here they're gonna quit oh okay so what happened oh, to me was that i started getting less and less shifts scheduled until one that's week quite, I, they're, they're squeezing yeah. you out by going you can't afford to work there because you can't survive on the income yeah and then, and then until one week i literally got one day and i was like i was working five days a week what the heck happened that's a quiet firing like, no doubt yeah and then they were just like well why didn't you try the chino hills branch and i was like 
Because okay, you work actually, at the... Yeah, <laughs> and then you know what? Everyone at the Chino Hills match was way more awesome. Screw you, Victoria Carr. Yeah. <laughs> Chino Hills people are so cool. I, I met so many like dope friends out there. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> it's just depressing. And yeah, you know, I got fired, but you know, fired and I didn't even realize that. The, co- the, cor- the corporation I worked for, top, like there was times I was the number one salesman in the company when I was doing direct business, business sales of our software. Mm-hmm. I made tons. I made tons. So they restructured the bonus program to make less. Oh, yeah. Right? There was, so I ended up having surgery, major surgery that put me out of work for about a month. Mm-hmm. Do you know what they did when I came back? They took away all of the commission and put me on minimum wage. Jeez. So you're doing the same work. That was a quiet firing attempt. Right. And I survived. I actually, out, I actually outlasted that VP. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that was a quiet firing attempt. Dang. And, I, and it's weird that we ended up on this topic because I think it applies to anyone in this chat, right. honestly. I just, my piece of advice, I think, to anyone that's feeling like they're being quiet fired, call them out on it. Mm-hmm. Know you, your worth. Know your worth. But it's hard. That was the lesson. That was the biggest lesson I feel like I learned through my crap job. Well, though, here's the problem. Employers, for the most part, have groomed their employees to be afraid to talk to them. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you've ever wanted to go to your boss and ask for a raise, have you ever, have you ever gone to your boss just to ask for a simple day off and you get nervous and you get that lump in yeah. your throat and you start yep. shaking? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you afraid? Why are you afraid to talk to your boss? It's because they groomed you to feel like you are on the edge. You're on the edge of being fired. And by being fired, you're going to lose everything. You can't yep. pay your rent. You can't pay your car payment. You can't pay your gas because guess what? It's hard to find a job out there. You need to be here. That's the way so many employers train, like, have groomed. That's like textbook exactly what I went through, yeah. Yeah, but if you've ever been afraid to talk to your boss, like not for something simple, like you had to go to the wedding. You, were just, you, just, <laughs> you went, hey, Jay, I need blah, 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 date off. Okay, cool. All right, you wrote it on the calendar. That was it, right? Yeah. But no, if you had to go to, if you, when you were working at Nissan Motorsports, if you had to go and be like, shit, I need to, you walk by the boss's office three times because you're working up the nerve to make the turn into it. A, they weren't there. B, they're out. (laughs) C, they're probably still avoiding me somewhere. (laughs) D, they were there, but they were kind of looking mad at something on their desk, so I didn't go in. (laughs) D, they always show up when I'm doing nothing. (laughs) Jeez. If you've ever gone into the boss's office and, hey, you got a second? And they just get, I'm going to do my best Joe impression because that was his voice. Yeah, sit down. And, and you're sitting there waiting and, they're, and you're, you're sitting there. And there's and no, if you're sitting there waiting to talk to them, they make you wait two, three, five minutes while they're like finishing something. Slowly typing away an email. Yeah. And then, no, I'm not, dude. I, I hope Brian's watching the show right now because I've, Brian's literally talked me off the ledge so many times of not quitting, of going postal. Okay. Where, dude. So Corporate. it's not even funny to joke about, but you know the joke. So sitting there and then he would go, yes, yeah, sit down. So they're waiting. And you start reading his plaques. And <laughs> it's like before the smartphone, you read the labels on anything yeah. in the bathroom, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'm doing that around the office. Yeah. Oh, vapor distilled. <laughs> but you've read it 20 times yeah. already. You, yeah. know? you still act like you're surprised. But this, anyway. would be, this would be the body language. If you have a, I hope somebody, in, if you have a chat, if you have a boss like this in chat, please say, oh my God, that's my boss. You're sitting there, you're waiting, he's doing his thing, making it very known. He, you are waiting for him to be ready to talk to you or her to be talking to you. My boss would do this thing. Yeah, he'd be sitting there. So what do you need? <laughs> Arms folded, leaning yeah. back, the as whole if, deal. Power, it's, no, it's a power move. As if it's like physically painful and you're just annoying the crap out of him just by yes. existing there in the room. Yeah. Absolutely a power move. Yeah. And it'd be, what do you need? And it would usually be a problem. Somebody has like a problem I have with someone in the company. 
more often than not, and being him, that I would talk to directly about him, and he didn't like that. But at, at the end of the day, this particular VP, he was a VP of operations, and I worked directly under him because he also oversaw the sales department. I could get away with murder by the end of my tenure there because I called him out on his BS so many times. And he was the kind of guy, I don't know if it's a cultural thing. We talked about it before. He was Cantonese. Mm. He was Cantonese. Very strict. The strictest boss I'd ever worked for. But when I finally got over the lump in the throat and the, you have shaky hands and you try and talk to me, like, I was just a, I was wondering if, you know, you get the, the yeah. swallow and it's all scared. You're all shaky boy. You're trying to talk to him, you know. Once I got over that and realized, like, you know what? Screw this. I've, I've, I'm tired of being in this kind of employee. Yeah, like, what's the worst that can happen? Right. I had called him out on back pay I was owed because I was actually being – so with the way some of the California um, laws went, I was being underpaid both mileage because I was using my own vehicle mm-hmm. to, to do this. There was – they were paying me a mileage that was under – the state requirement. There's a federal and a state requirement of, of mileage reimbursement. So it's like, if you're going to pay mileage reimbursement, you had to pay a minimum of so many cents per mile. So they were under that for like two years. And I went in and I called him out on it. And it was one of those things where he was just like, we'll have to talk to accounting about that, you know, blah, blah, blah. But you know, we, we, we don't even have to pay you mileage, you know, so you should be grateful and literally turning it back to like, Hey, wow. how dare you? demand yeah. what you're entitled to that's so, that's the crux of it right though you should be grateful that you're working for us kind of the thing. funny thing was it was like the next day and uh our company controller um she came to me and her name is Teresa. i'll never forget her she was the coolest person in the company i liked her but she had no power in the company in terms mm-hmm. of she, controller has to do with like finances money payroll all that sort of stuff not human resources but i remember the next day um as i was walking in the office she like because her office faced the front so she could see when people were walking in she like ran to the hallway she's like come here, come here, come here. And she sat me down. She shut the door. And I was like, oh, God, what did I do? She goes, she goes, what did you say to Joe? And I was like, what? She goes, yesterday, what did you say to Joe? I was like, I just showed him the laws and the fact that I was being underpaid. She's like, because now she's like, he's having to retribution pay everybody. <laughs> oh, because he, he, he realized the gig was yes. up, right, basically? Yes, but she was like. <laughs> So you are you just like accidentally? I think I, I think they ended up having something like an extra twenty five or thirty thousand in payroll go out that week. Jeez. That was because it was like two years of retro pay. Yeah, you were the only one to speak up. <laughs> yeah, nice. so that that I mean, like I said, that's the kind of job where I had had enough. Yeah, and I took all of that terrible those terrible experiences and tried to incorporate the opposite in, right. in the way I run this company. But it's hard sometimes because sometimes you. You get so autopilot where things are going well and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, from the audience perspective, it's just like, look at all this money Jay has. And I wish, <laughs> but it's like, then you kind of go, wow, it's time to reevaluate. Not, not just everything. It's like reevaluate all our expenditures and stuff. And let's just bring it all back into to planet earth on how we can better ourselves as a company. You know, so this whole remodel thing was not just the fact that, like, I made that video and I said, I cannot work in this environment anymore. Yeah. It was, we cannot work in this environment anymore because none of us like being out there. We all hated being in this room together because of the <laughs> fact that this room got hot. Yeah. It was noisy. It was dirty. It was dusty. It just got ignored. And then now I think with the new room we built, like, the vibe that I envisioned on, like, how, how are we going to interact with each other and interact with the building 
is exactly like going in the path I wanted. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, it's like it's like fun to just be at your desk now, <laughs> just because it's like so nice. It's very chill. Wow, we we really. We really ate up some time there. Yeah, we did. I think you <laughs> ate Nick's topic time, actually. I mean, I mean we, we can still go. I mean, it's probably short at this point. Yeah. But to, you just got to say it really we quickly. We still have a couple RTFM uh, from the from the audience I want to get to. The FTFA? Oh, well, sweet. the first 25 minutes was EVGA, you know. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. True. It's but EVGA's fault. <laughs> thanks, EVGA. No, it's NVIDIA's fault. Yeah, you're right, actually, yeah. <laughs> thanks, NVIDIA. No, actually, it's shared vault. Thank, <laughs> thanks, guys. No, it's whoever made the, the, the leather for the jacket. Oh my god! It's the bobblehead's fault. It's the, it's, <laughs> yeah, blame him. It's the spatula's fault. <laughs> Anyways, I wanted to get into uh, pre-ordering because apparently that's still a thing, and it really stuck out this week after they announced the new Modern Warfare. It's because you mean the the new redone Modern Warfare? Yeah, Modern Warfare Two Two. The reboot, like <laughs> Modern, Modern Warfare, Warfare Two, the two second modern, one. Two Modern Two, two Warfare. Warfare. <laughs> <laughs> two I like that, but but. I mean, like, they said pre-order, you get, what, play the campaign a week in advance kind of deal. I'm like, that doesn't even sound like a pre-order bonus. It just sounds like buying into early access as usual. Well, we've talked about this before, especially with games. The idea about pre-ordering is let's get their money before they realize it's a complete crap. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. complete crap. But I'm I'm still kind of shocked because I'm, pre- I'm sure people are going to pre-order anyways. Cause, like, of course they're going to yeah. because they give you digital shinies. Yeah, but digital shine. But at least like back in the day, like what Halo Reach, you got that cool statue. If you got like a limited, yeah, edition. or in World of Warcraft, you got a statue or the plaque or something. You got something yeah, physical, you got something for it. tangible, not like oh, cool, you got a skin. You Pre-order get- only existed because of the fact that you'd go to GameStop and they didn't have enough, and it was console yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. you know. Now that's carrying over to like Steam pre-order for a skin and that seven days campaign. Like, when are we gonna are we are we gonna see something like are we gonna see something tangible again like statues or is it all just no. done? You know, I don't think you're going to see tangible stuff anymore. In Dude, even when there is tangible stuff, you saw Fallout 76, right? The canvas bag that turned out <laughs> into like the like the cheapest freaking plastic bag ever. Yeah, it was like one of those like it ended up being like one of those like packable like shopping bags, oh, just super oh, thin vinyl. Wow. But like, like what? No, I, I was oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it would, like they advertised it as a canvas bag with like leather straps. You, I mean, I'm sure you saw like pictures of it and everything. It was supposed to be dope, so like a satchel. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like a, like a real like yeah, and then and then it freaking ended up it's being not man purse. It's a satchel. Yeah, it's from a Hangover. Yeah. Like I can't it's think a of an example. No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like pretty much just slightly like one level above a, a regular plastic shopping bag was like the bag quality. People were so pissed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like well, they can't even do tangible things right anymore. So I, it depends. I think I'm a little bit conflicted on the idea of pre-ordering only because PS5. Xbox, I mean, Series X or whatever, there's no point because you can just download PC store. now. But it's like- <laughs> it, I mean, you can play the same games on PC. It just yeah. the Xbox app. Well, most of them anyway. But, right. but the thing is like Steam Deck, right? Stuff like that. There was legitimate short, there, there was not enough to supply the, the demand. So yeah. pre-ordering that sword sales to that effect makes sense because it's kind of like the yeah, it's a physical the, good right you yeah. yeah but makes sense but but again almost everyone that got the first round of any of that stuff got a lot of defective stuff yeah you know ps5 had a lot of issues on the first runs i think there were some steam decks that had some serious issues on the, the first ones that valve made their did, way out valve did the uh the let's hold some back for in case we need our may thing they did that pretty good because what like, i love is if you go to the steam store and, and sort by most popular yeah. steam deck is the top no matter how you sort it it's like, yeah. it's like 
they're like, oh, we did such a good job. We investigated <laughs> ourselves and we're doing great. <laughs> I was playing Brian's Steam Deck at his house last weekend, and it's neat. It's a, I don't yeah. think I would personally buy one, but it was neat. It's it's neat to see a gaming PC yeah. in that form. I was playing Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and then I tried playing Phasma on it. Very hard to play on a controller on on Jeez. Steam Deck. I tried it. Yeah. It took me about mm, two minutes for God to open up the door. <laughs> That's funny. Because <laughs> the problem is you have the thumb controller. Yeah. And then the interact button is the is like the A button under the stick. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So to open the door, you had to like go up to the door, push the A, and then like... Jay never uses the controller for anything besides like Rocket League and like Flight Sim when he's lazy and like driving games. Yeah. But the, you had to like the right stick and the right button. Yeah. Was, so you had to grab the door with A and then either like use your index finger to oh, somehow right. or move the yeah, other right. hand to... <laughs> To move the door. <laughs> you got to do the claw grip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can remap on that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably. Uh, but I was, just, I, I, was like, I was just trying to see dude, people the People have wild classic mappings for it. Like, straight up with, like, crazy combo. <laughs> like, because the way Steam input is now, like, you can do, like, a button combo that literally pops up a, a context menu oh, for okay. actions and stuff that you can bind. So, yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy. It's like pretty neat. Yeah. I got my email this week, so I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yes, pre-ordering nice. should die. Yeah, because I mean, digital, even yeah, for games, least, yeah, yeah, at yeah. least for games, because they're all digital at this or point. Or give me something cool. I want like a Master Chief helmet that lights up that I can wear. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> not just a little tiny mini. But will one. you pay three hundred and fifty dollars for that game then? I mean, if it wasn't three four three Industries, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I really liked that game. Yes, like legit. I I was looking for when Cyberpunk was announced. I really wanted that Luna Edition before that statue because like. It was pretty cool. You would. Yeah, my bad. You're such like a statue, like like model, like on your desk kind of nerd. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah. That's... You do have a lot, of statu- a lot of statues and Gundams and stuff in your He's the trinket room. guy. He's yeah, a resident yeah. trinket guy for sure. <laughs> Is that the new Resident Evil? Resident, resident trinket. trinket. Resident trinket back, back in my day, Call of Duty had night vision goggles. <laughs> yeah. yeah that was the, okay. That, that like, was... I would have pre-ordered for night vision goggles if I knew that was a thing and I made enough money to do it, dude. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll go ahead and move on to the uh, RTF or the uh, FTF. Which is from the freaking audience. If you want to write us, and we might have time to get to your questions after weeks like this week. Let's uh, go OT. I love OT. I don't, yeah, I'm fine with that. Because um, Linus won't be on time anyway. You know. uh, <laughs> we always try to be done before the WAN show starts, but I think I think today, I don't know. Who knows? Uh, so you can write us at rtfm at jace2cents.com. And uh, if, but we pick some good questions, and we, if they think we think they'll make great discussion, we bring it in. Like, so for instance, Nathan from the Philippines, by the way, hey. says, Question for Jay. You made a recent video about the LTT screwdriver, and I was wondering if you will make a commercial clip using the LTT screwdriver just like what you did on the iFixit. Uh, and then there's a question for Phil, and then he has a comment for Nick. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, don't even get, you don't get to answer. It's just a uh, comment. Okay. iFixit is a sponsor of ours. They pay us. Linus does not. So, no, I will not make a commercial for his screwdriver. Unless Linus did yeah, pay unless you got <laughs> That LMG money, though. <laughs> that would be a weird dynamic. I know. That would actually be interesting. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, and before be people keep pointing it out, say, Jay, Linus made a short. John Linus made a short. Yeah, they told me they were going to do that before they did it. <laughs> He's not mad. He did it as a joke. Okay. Although, I think that dynamic wouldn't be that weird because there's sometimes Linus ads that run before our videos anyway. Like for his Oh, videos. the Google, the yeah. Google yeah, serve? The yeah. Ads. So it's like, I mean, you know. What hey, I, what I, I still can't believe no matter how many times both Linus himself and my and myself and Steve have said we are all friends. We all talk. Yeah, and everyone thinks it's like this big 3v3 rivalry of like... There's no beef. Yeah. Like even last night, like at midnight, Linus and I were just having a conversation, just shooting the shit because we were bored and it was late and we were talking. And that's when he was... You know, I didn't... He actually was like, dude, people are legit 
thinking I'm mad at you. <laughs> I was like, what? what? Yeah. I was like, what? And he showed me the clip. I said, send me a link. And I was like, people think you're mad over that. He's like, I know, crazy, right? It's like, people just want to create drama. So, but no, unless Linus wants to pay me some of that Linus bajillion dollars he has. Uh, That's his new nickname, Linus bajillion dollars. Become boy number 81. <laughs> No, that would be a weird dynamic. Imagine, imagine Linus being your Jay's boss. two tips. <laughs> oh jeez, that's called a corporate buyout, right? Yeah. Oh my goodness, well, no, no. You know what? You know why he would never buy me unless unless my channel failed and I became an on-screen talent <laughs> talent for him. My three million point three point seven million. He has the same three point seven. I guarantee it. Yeah. He, okay. Yeah, right. I never brought him any viewership. Here's his. Here's Jay's circle. But my circle's inside. My circle's inside Linus's circle. Off to the fringe. That's a good point. I'm fringe for Linus, right? Uh, he says, "Question for Phil: Did anyone ever tell you they have a cunning resemblance to Odd Job and Goldfinger?" Oh God. Yes. Can you throw your hat and like chop off a mannequin head? <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> or your shoe? A shoe? I've never Who throws tried. a shoe? <laughs> I got shoe. Random task. Oh. See, I was thinking gold member. Yeah. And this one, I like did use random task as a CS, uh, CS screen name back in the day. <laughs> random though. task. That was his name in, in, gold, fink, or in gold member. I think he said gold finker. Because obviously it's odd job, right? Gold yeah, sphincter. Gold sphincter. <laughs> That's a Twitch category. I mean, what? <laughs> 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 no, that's a red tube category. You saw that 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 Twitch that, that Twitch trick that got banned for seven days for actually having sex on camera, right? What? what? <laughs> it was it always seven days. Happened? She it thought seven... she thought the 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 uh, OnlyFans stream info was in, but it was Twitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The stream keeper only <laughs> wrong, wrong platform. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez, that's that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I digress. Uh, Nathan goes on to say, "I have no question for Nick, but Thanks. he's an interesting guy, and I love his default expressions." <laughs> you mean this one? Sad. This one? <laughs> Hold on, wait. No, you got to do a thinking expression or a concentrating expression, Jay. Yeah. See, you have to look down at a 45 degree angle because when you're looking down, you're thinking negative thoughts. When you're thinking, no, think about it. If you're thinking happy thoughts, you look up. Like, huh. When you're thinking something bad, you always go, hmm. And you look down. I don't know why human nature like, does that. Why does my life What suck? if I just look straight ahead? <laughs> if you look straight ahead, you're yeah. not thinking. It's like. Where is he going? He's not looking at you. He's looking through you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nick and his def default expression is great. You guys should see his concentration face. Look, look out for it next time in the video. It's funny. <laughs> like, he literally can't control it, dude. It just happens. But yeah. Oh, when we play Rocket League? Yeah. No, whenever you do anything that requires your brain concentration, you're, you're like, your mouth just tells us how much CPU you're using. <laughs> It's like the, the MSI the, afterburner the more, for my brain. The more sideways and pursed it is, the more like the higher the core count is. <laughs> All right, so Mikal, I think it's Mikal. Mikal, it's it's European for sure. Uh, I know you're talking a lot about cars, but my question is: Did any of you ever ride a motorcycle? If not, are you planning or want to want to in the future? I I want to. I also enjoy my skin on my skin so i'm a little too scared just don't be so, a squib i know <laughs> or squid know, don't like, be a squid just wear leathers yeah i don't know I, I might eventually fun tangent uh i wanted one until my mom took me to her work with her one day and one a couple of her patients were motorcycle ac accident victims <laughs> oh. you say victims or they're subs sub part, subscribers part, part, they're survivors yeah survivors, survivors. <laughs> how do i not subscribe, subscribe, motorcycle motorcycle subscribe to this car accident can i unsubscribe from motorcycle accidents please? yeah no so she i basically got scared off of that but it is it's still in the back of my head like it would be cool 
But I also don't like the amount of like traffic I have to deal with because I have to be aware of other people. Yeah. Or, or I have to be aware for well, them. Yeah, it's like you can know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. Defensive driving yeah. times 10 million for sure on a, on a bike. Like, yeah. well, for my... me, I've, I rode motorcycle, uh, dirt bikes yeah. when I was younger. And yeah, I, I, I took a, you know, <laughs> I actually went to the Honda Riding Center and took their, their riding courses and stuff. Nice. But I very rarely went out and didn't hurt myself. <laughs> so it's not because I was bad. It's because I legitimately was like, I, I tell people all the time, I suffered from hold my beer syndrome. Yeah. I've never done that. I've never seen how to do it, but I'm sure shit going to do it right now. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, there he goes. Ah. Why do I have no more teeth? <laughs> All I have to say is the one of the last times I rode a dirt bike, it involved Pismo Beach, California, riding into the sun, not realizing that there was a, uh, a razor back there, flew off the razor back, smashed my jaw on the handlebar, broke my left arm in two different places, split my pants from knee to knee while I was commando. And ended up having to ride back to the beach on a perfect stranger's bike, butt to nuts, with my nuts literally hanging out. So that is probably one of my last. And the reason why I don't, the reason why I don't ride a road bike, a street bike, oh, it's empty town. I have to listen to the rest of the sober. The reason why I don't ride a street bike is because of the fact that I do not trust anyone else on the road. Yeah. yeah. Legit, I mean, I, dude, every time you're in my car, dude, like, people almost hit us. And that's in a car, yeah. you know, let alone a freaking bike. <laughs> but if, like, I had people, like, friends in my neighborhood, like, and we had places near our house, I'd get a ruckus. Like, just to, like, yeah. a ruckus. Like, a little, a little street bike. It's like, like, so a, to me, a ruckus is a Wi-Fi access a, point. No, 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 it's, it's, a scooter, it's, a, it's a scooter, but cool. Yeah, so, like yeah. a hipster scooter. Like, yeah. But I'll use it to, like, go, like, around town. Like, I want to drive or ride freeways and stuff to it, but... Pretty much everyone at my old job like rode rode bikes, and I like, you know, always wanted one. And you know, they've they've always said that like it's pretty much the closest you can get to flying, but on the road. But at the same time, I don't want like, to fly on the yeah, road. <laughs> but, the, but at the same time, it's like it's just I I don't like I like the idea of riding a bike. I don't like the idea of placing my my life in yeah. so many other people's hands yeah. when they can't they can barely freaking stay in the lane. They you know? can't even turn their indicator or their indicators on, and they can't use their headlights at night. Yeah. They think their day running lights are dude, headlights. Dude, yeah. So people would just how many like, how many no times have i ranted lights. about people how idiot how, yeah. how idiot people are that at night they're yeah. driving around with no lights on they don't realize it because they see their dash lights are illuminated so they assume their lights are on but it's just the daylight running lamps if any lamp dude i saw i saw a car the other day like the other night with no not even drls on the front i was like how does this person see any they're on the freeway I'm like how do you not realize none of your lights are on yeah no, I, but, but i also look at how fast people in here in socal and yes lane splitting is legal in california yes how Okay, it's legal. It's supposed to be like five miles per hour faster than the speed traffic is going. Right. right? So if it's like a stoplight, you have to filter. I can't tell you how many times I'll be in, in traffic and just, boom, like, you are an idiot. Yeah. Because here's the problem. Just like cyclists, there are good cyclists that obey the laws and the rules and don't just drive right around on their bike thinking everyone else has to cater to them and be out of their way. And then there's bad, you know, that's a bad cyclist. And then there's good cyclists. You know, it, it, so motorcyclists are the same way. There mm-hmm. are good riders and then there are complete lunatic riders. And I feel like you see them all the time. You know, mm. the, the, the good writers and the lunatic, lunatic writers. But Actually, the, just the, but the day, problem is somebody... the lunatic writers make all writers look bad yeah. because when a, a K, someone rides around in a cage or a car sees a motorcycle, they're just going to be, oh, it's motorcycles, you know. And, but then the problem is when something happens, there's nothing around you to protect you. Dude, <laughs> you I know? Saw, like the other day I was leaving work, I was going down the street and like some dude was lane splitting in a wheelie. <laughs> down the street and he passed like like there's a group of like i don't know maybe like 
six or nine cars or whatever, you know, yep. three lanes wide, three deep. And like this dude just, and I'm like, what? Like, it only takes this? one of them to jump lanes without yeah. checking mirrors for them to like wreck themselves. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is like, that's the kind of rider I'm okay with them taking themselves out, but they don't normally do it without taking somebody else out with them. Dude, like, if he scratched my car, I would have pulled over after, on his, <laughs> next to his crumbled body and be like, yo, what's your insurance? So I have a, we like, have a, what no, no, we have a friend, oh, I have a friend who, his wife uh, was also an e, a trauma ER nurse, but um, an RN. But he unfortunately killed a, psych- a, a motorcyclist on accident. It wasn't his fault. He yeah. was, traffic was going like maybe 35, 40 miles an hour. It was in the uh, uh, Riverside area. Guy split in traffic, hit the car that was like back into the right of him. Oh, so I pinged So he went like ping, ping, like off his truck. So off that car, off the side of his truck, yeah. off the car to his right and under his truck. Oh. So... Yeah. Yeah, he basically munched that guy up, and it wasn't his fault because he couldn't stop in time. He was just driving his own. Yeah, you know, it's oh. like what the hell. And then, dude, psychologically, that's yeah. I yeah. know he had to sit around for a long time and go through all you know because his his vehicle stuff, yeah. was now part of an, a fatal accident. So there was a lot of re- there was a lot right, of right. time taken to do the investigation. So his car was trapped, stuck there for a long time, and it was very traumatizing for him. He said, "Yeah, you know, yeah. but it it's just because the guy was hauling ass and." Probably clipped a mirror or something with a handlebar, which turned the handlebar, mm-hmm. which then plinkoed him between the cars. So, yeah, that's why I would never ride a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's not the bike. It's the fact that we have to ride it on a road with other people. Yeah. Uh, last question comes from... If it was just us three, I would have fun. <laughs> <laughs> you just need three bikes. And <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Anyway, sorry, sorry. If I had a motorcycle right now, you guys take that home. You'd hear, okay, bye. Vroom. Vroom. <laughs> Yeah, before the turn in the in the parking lot. Yeah, just yell down yes. and be like, hey, hey, are you okay? Ow. Ow. Aren't you guys from the building? <laughs> I'm in the bush right there. Because <laughs> he, he doesn't turn, he just goes straight into the bush. You park. look out, you just see the back of the bike and the wheels just like <laughs> turning. turning. You How see did a you foot? not leave the parking lot? We oh were inverted. <laughs> Pretty oh, much. Geez. All right, anyway. so last question comes from Srinath. I, I think I'm just mutilating his name. A couple of years ago, LTT put out a video explaining how the YouTube algorithm, even though it's very opaque to the creators, basically forces them to have clickbaitish titles and thumbnails for their videos. Linus spoke about how no one at LTT actually likes having to do this, but the YouTube algorithm pushes them in that direction anyway. Do you have any internal discussion with Phil or Nick about doing something similar for the thumbnails and videos and titles on JS2 Sense? If so, what did that discussion look like? So this might be news for them because that's your department. I, yeah, you guys. Well, no. So I always run it by you guys. I always yeah. show you guys like, hey, here's what I'm thinking. Yeah, you and just, I no, I always start with the most clickbait I can think of. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll actually type it out and you'll see. <laughs> This case will su- this case will shock you. You know, it's <laughs> just something stupid. It feels You'll like, and, and, and I'll be like, Phil, what do you think about this title? And he'll go, right? <laughs> like, okay, fine. So then I'll start kind of dialing in. And I'm like, okay, I want to be as transparent as possible about what it's about, but you have to like, like you have you said, to play the game. You, you have to play the game. game. Yeah. And so uh, I'll I'll sort of just sort of pendulum like kind of dial it in over time and see what people will let me get away with because there's there's going to be attrition. People are going to leave because of the titles, but there's people that are going to come because of the titles. Yeah. And it sort of sucks, but as long as the people coming outnumbers those that are leaving, you're making the right choice. And so it it sucks. I don't like having to make a decision. If YouTube actually gave notifications for every video that went live, then the subscribers would be notified and I wouldn't have to rely on quote unquote clickbait. Yeah. 
But since YouTube chooses the stupid, like, well, let's see how the first one hour does of the video. If it does well, we might notify more people. You know, fun fact, if I were to look at the analytics right now, I'm going to look at, I'm not going to look at one of our viral videos. Like right now, the EVJ viral video is going viral. The Linus Tech Tips video is going viral for our normal content creation. Um, okay, so for finally building a PC, watch this first, right? Sort of clickbaity, but it basically, it's not in the sense that, sense that you know it's about building a PC. Okay, so you know it's about that. It's, which, about, it's about prerequisites that you should know about building a PC. Right. Yeah. If I look at the analytics on that and I see where the viewers came from, 150,000 of those views came from YouTube recommendations. 7,000 came from notifications. That's a problem. It should be inverted. That's a problem. Like the, those two numbers should be switched in a perfect world, yes, right? Because recommendations mean they show up on the sidebar or whatever. It's presented to you. Or somebody just searches building a computer and then they, it's right there. No, that's separate. That's, that's, uh, oh, that's search hits. Yeah, there's a search for oh, okay. that. I didn't know that. that was mm-hmm. uh, other is 20,000. I don't even know what other is. But whatever. When other is higher than notification, there's a problem. Yeah. Like, why, what, what's the subscription even for then? But the problem is that recommendation. Oh, here's the thing. Only 37,000 views of that video came from subscription feed. Jeez. So it's all about the recommendation game. So you mm-hmm. have to play the stupid clickbait title to get people to watch the video in the that first hour to have it continuing to recommend. Yeah. So if I do... Even the, to your own subscribers. I don't care about... Dumb. I don't care about showing up on anyone else's recommendations. Yeah. I want my subscribers to see the content first. But we have to... But YouTube to, doesn't yeah. do that. So if I look at the Linus Tech Tip uh, uh, screwdriver one, this is going to be an interesting one because a lot of people talked about it. Linus himself talked about it. So if I look at the analytics on that one, 570,000 views in the last day came from recommendations. Subscription feed, 74,000 of the 754,000 views on the video. So less than, what, 10% came from subscriptions. Uh, notifications is not even on the list. <laughs> it's Work. too low. Notifications is off the list. Work. So channel pages. Okay, here we go. If I click on it directly, I can see a little bit more notifications. Oh, only 25 views came from end screen. Uh, <laughs> oh, notifications of the 756,000 views, 12,000 came from notifications. So there's your insight as to why the title and thumbnails are as ridiculous as they are. I need viewers to stop thinking that the the content creator is being greedy in quote-unquote clickbait because it's not clickbait in the sense of what clickbait is. Clickbait was 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 a technique designed to get someone to click on something under the pretense that it was going to be about something and then it was about something else entirely. Yeah, because it's, it's clickbait it's and a, switch. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a, yeah, <laughs> clickbait and switch should be the full term. Everyone already forgets that. Yeah, about the end switch right. part. Yeah. I reviewed the Linus Tech screwdriver. Spoiler: I damaged it. People are saying it's clickbait. No, all of I reviewed happens. the screwdriver <laughs> and I damaged it. There's nothing clickbait. You are an absolute moron if you think that. Like you could not possibly be a bigger moron than that because it's literally telling you in the title everything you're getting. Now, if I said, I reviewed this and it broke and you'll never guess how, I didn't tell you what it was. 
I told you that it broke, but I also said, you know, it, there's, there's, and if the thumbnail didn't include me holding up the screwdriver, because the thumbnail is the other part of the unspoken title. So you have a title that's text, but it, you, you need to make sure it's not super long because then it gets cut off. Yeah. So you have to fit it within where it gets cut off. And then the thumbnail has to finish or complete the entire thing you're trying to say. Mm. So if I wasn't holding the screwdriver and have an LTT logo or something there, and it was just like, you know, <laughs> that's in my, that's now you're getting pretty clickbaity there. Somebody screenshot that, please. <laughs> but it's not, people just want to say, oh, your title made me want to click on it. Therefore, it's clickbait. That's not how that works. Yeah. You have to decide for yourself if it's worth clicking. It on. can be sensationalized without being clickbaity, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, what if I had said, I reviewed the line, the, the LTT screwdriver broke and you'll never guess how. That's, 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 that's dumb. Yeah, that's getting there. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I intentionally said damaged. Yeah. Because I didn't break it. Like it still works. It, it still, still works. Yeah. One tab, like one bit doesn't stay anymore because the tab broke. But that's not, the functional use of that screwdriver still is 100% functional. So that's why I also chose not to say the word broke because to me that would have been a misleading title. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, but you know that what That actually would have been clickbait because it's like, yeah, a tab broke, you know, and then you get people like getting all super mad about like, that. That's not even broken. It yeah. still works. Yeah. 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 So like, uh, this guy brings up a pretty good point though. I'm gl- I don't, I don't clickbait. I don't think at all. I don't think Linus clickbaits either. I think there's title sensationalization. <laughs> um, but baiting says basically the, the description of baiting is that <laughs> I guess you have to, as long as there's no master in front of that. Uh, <laughs> go away, go away, baiting. <laughs> I like money, <laughs> so that's a idiocracy joke, by the way. Um, no, it's if 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 the title and the thumbnail have nothing to do with the video. Have you ever seen a thumbnail that looks like a screenshot from the video, but that never happened? It was never in the video. That's yeah. a clickbait title, mm-hmm. or a th- clickbait thumbnail. Mm-hmm. So I think most viewers know this is just the game YouTube has created and we're forced to play it. But I need to start caring less about people's opinions of the titles. Yeah. Because the success and the continued growth and sustainability of this business relies on the views. And views are down for everybody right now. Views are down. Viewer fatigue is high. It's a boring, it was a boring summer with tech. This fall, views are going to go way up it's because like we got four major launches coming. It's like TNT. We know drama. Yeah. <laughs> but oh my God. it's coming. It's coming. No. Dude, if I, was, if I was okay with being a drama channel, it would be tons of views. But I'd also have to give away. I would have to like let go of any sense of like just decency. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I won't do that. Um, anyway, I, and, you know, to, to, to kind of end it, feel free to quote me. I don't care if you don't watch my videos because of the titles. I do what I feel like is required to have people continuing to view the content, deliver the content I'm, I've always said I'm going to deliver you, and the, the, the survival of any YouTube channel relies on that. So clickbait, no. The title is always related to the video in some way. It's just if you don't want to click on it anymore, that's fine. Because the, the sad part is there was, a, there was about a two-week period there. I really played with it, and I really went – I leaned in. like I'm like – yeah, there's a toe still over the line of not clickbait. There's like a little toe hanging on <laughs> half of a pinky toe. <laughs> My views were up 180 percent during yeah. that period. Now they're back down below normal because I stopped doing that as much. 
So I've got to find that balance. And that's why I say I'm always going to play with it. But complaining to a content creator that you don't like their titles or their thumbnails literally falls on deaf ears. It, as it should. Well, look at, it, look at it this way. It isn't like when you open the homepage, you're immediately blasted with the video playing. Like you get to choose what video you look at to, to click. Mm, like it that's not st- true. When you go to my channel, there's always an audio, an autoplay. No, no, no. Like when you open up YouTube in general. Oh, like yeah. it, it takes you to a landing page at least. It doesn't force feed you into a video. So at least you have that amount of free will in in a sense. Like yeah, there's also it gives like, you like options. Like here's what you like. Here's something you might like. Kind of deal. And the cool thing is that like Microsoft and Apple have invented this thing called a close button that you can click to stop watching. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, I probably pay more attention to audience retention than I do views, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like messing with the guy in the, in the multiplayer lobby. Like, how do you do this? <laughs> Alt, Alt F4. four, <laughs> command Q. <laughs> hold, hold, sleep and volume up. Yeah. Do you know? I can't. It, before we before we sign off, when I was like a diehard uh, World of Warcraft player, I, I did a ton of PvP, and then I did casual PVE, like not very high mythics, like mythic tens, mythic fifteens, or whatever, and, and like lower end raids and whatnot, but. I'm talking to chat, not you. So, <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, like, what, anyway. what is? But it was always fun to go into like the looking for raid, which is just the the like randomized like looking for oh, a group the, that's the thrown team. together. Yeah, yeah. And, and then and then the 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 queue puts it together. And the scenes when we how do I so and so? Or it's like you're in an, like in an event that's happening. Just, Everyone alt four, alt four, alt four, and you start seeing. <laughs> it's like how did you get here yeah. and, and you still don't know what alt f4 is that's why it's funny that certain titles now like actually disable alt f4 in their game yeah we were laughing at rocket yeah. league doing that because we were try- i was literally trying to rage quit once and it didn't i was like hitting it i'm like what the heck it made me more mad ikea in chat says in 100 of cases alt f4 reduces lag <laughs> that is true Facts. Hey, Ikea, you should see if AJ wants to get on and play more Sea of Thieves tonight after I have movie night with my kid. Speaking of movie night, I got to get home and do that. So thanks for watching and listening to the RTFM show. We enjoy being back. We enjoy hanging out with you guys. And if you've got a dad bod or you just appreciate dad bods and man boobs, make sure you check out the uh, dad bods and PC mods uh, shirt available now at jasonsense.com. And uh, you don't have to be a dad to actually have one or have a dad bod. Are you sure? They just look better on dad bods than they do on like ripped bods, you know? So, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. If you guys want to listen to just audio podcast, it is available on obviously Spotify, Apple Music, Google, and all the other syndicated crap. And it's usually up later in the day. So write us at RTFM at jcsense.com if you want your question to potentially be featured. And uh, once again, we appreciate all of you for hanging out with us tonight. Any final words, you guys? Peace. Bye. Okay. Also, you lost the game. <laughs>